from the creators of Relevant Magazine. This is the Relevant Podcast. It's a week of Friday, December 11, 2015, and it's the Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and this week's show is brought to you by the most comfortable socks I've ever worn, Bombas socks. Mm. We've ever worn. Yeah. You can speak for us. <laughs> they're cool looking. They, they, uh, they're, they're comfortable. They have no toe seam. Have you noticed that about your Bombas? Yeah, they're crazy. Oh. They, have you That's also noticed? Funny. They stay up. Yeah. yeah I yeah, noticed that. And they hug the arch. They hug the arch. That's wonderful. my favorite about- feature. Yes. Just that tight. Can I, can I just say this? Bombas are single-handedly making those weird like belts that old men wear on their calves with the little uh, um, the clips. The, the yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the clips. This the leg suspenders. The suspenders? They're putting that industry out of business. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I think that also went out of business back in the '30s. But you know, that's you know. But yeah, hard to know. They, they well, put the nail in the yeah, coffin. Yeah. Um, socks are the number one most requested item in ho- homeless shelters, and Bombas was founded to help solve that problem. It's an athletic sock company where, for every pair purchased, a pair is donated to those in need. Uh, to date, more than four hundred. Thousand pairs have been donated. Right now, they're doing a special offer. If you go to bombas.com slash relevant, B O M B A S dot com slash relevant, uh, you'll get 20% off uh, any size order for new customers. You just enter your email and they'll send you the code to get 20% off. It's That's awesome. That's pretty great. And I bet it will get here before Christmas at this point. So. I, d- I don't know. No, I think but, I'm, I think I can speak for Bombas when I say they'll probably figure it out. They're great. So, so the answer to uh, your Quad City DJ's question of, of what you want for Christmas is, yeah. is Bombas socks. That's exactly it. Yeah. 20% off. Like I said, I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando studio, Eddie Big Cat Coffles. Merry Christmas, Cameron. Merry Christmas Merry to you, Christmas. Eddie. Over there uh, next to Eddie, Tiffany Brunson's joining us today. Oh! And energy. (laughs) (laughs) On on the ones and twos, our illustrious producer, Jeremiah Dunlap. Great to be here. And on the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. If you can't tell by the opening music, that the, song... The does, new Gunger album is so good, isn't it? <laughs> I love their Christmas music. That song, that song uh, does not appear on the new relevant uh, Christmas <laughs> it, album. It cannot. Good job, Jeremiah. Yeah. We've, we've almost run out of those songs, so we decided to do a special <laughs> themed Christmas music this week. It's all 90s Christmas music. Yes. The best. Uh, that Our Quad City time. DJ's uh, uh, song came out in 90, how, how can the entire podcast not be just the Mariah Carey CD? Because that, that's <laughs> CD, as far as I'm concerned, Christmas. was the only 90s Christmas album. Yeah. <laughs> that was really pretty. That you She's a national treasure. Uh, I have a question about our opening song, though. Yes. It's familiar, but it's not like Who Let the Dogs Out, but there's like a thing. Like, Is it something else, or is it just <laughs> no, my head? I'll play it again. I think I... I think I, uh, I, think I, I get... I'm smelling what you're laying down. Yeah. I'm getting it. Here it is. It kicks in right here. That, my friend, oh. is, is the that? Space Jam soundtrack. Space Jam. And welcome to the Jam. Space, space Jam. Here's your jam. The Space Jam. That's the only word anyone knows. All right, all right. Yeah, that's Space Jam. We have a great show uh, in store for you today. Mm-hmm. Rich Wilkerson Jr. joins us. Oh, yeah. Um, oh. He and his wife, uh, Don Tree, have a new reality TV show on Oxygen Network called Rich in Faith. It debuted this week. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a pastor in Miami. He's... Uh, he's 
he's been kind of dubbed the GQ pastor because he's the one who famously officiated the wedding of Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. Right. So he kind of got famous because of that. And he's been uh. pastoring Kanye, and Kanye actually designed the cover to Rich's new book that just came out called Sandcastle Kings. And, Crazy. Uh, we have a story about Rich in the new issue of Relevant. So he joins <laughs> us on the show today. It's really, interesting. really interesting. He's friends with Judah Smith and Carl Lentz and all these guys that like somehow have just found favor with a lot of these culturally influential people and uh, it's really interesting but genuinely is a nice guy like <laughs> oh cool, yeah great guy you know uh, he's coming up later on the show you'll yeah. hear for himself he's just really grounded and son of a multi multi-generational uh ministry family his dad's a pastor his grandfather's pastor his uncle was david wilkerson crushing the switchblade yeah, yeah. wow yeah. <laughs> and also coming up later on the show we have a very the reason why tiffany is joining us because we always have to have a reason Right. She is the reason for the season, but Uh, not in a way that gets people offended. We have a very (laughs) special Christmas-themed game coming up called Quizmas. Oh, I see. It's like a Molly Jolly Quizmas. Oh, you did come up with this? I named it, yeah. I love when you come up with Uh, games. But before all that, we have a couple of little guest appearances and friends of the show that will be popping in. Is this Kisi Taro? Is this the moment? This is a fun, surprising one. Um, joining us uh, right now, walking into the studio, is one of our longtime friends of the show. Our Russian art friend is hey, in town I today. Make, I oh, could wow. make art for you. Hey, hey. longtime friend of the show. He he did uh, all uh, po- famously did a lot of the podcast art that we've uh, seen over the last few years and ran the Rella Art account. And is here all the way from Russia. He's here in Orlando today, popping the show. Welcome, uh, Zhenya, to the show. Hello from Mother Russia. <laughs> uh, yes, <laughs> I had to do that. What are you doing in Orlando? Well, I'm uh, traveling with a bunch of friends from church. We're actually building connections with uh, local churches in New York City and uh, uh, Orlando. We're going to Miami tomorrow. And uh, yeah, we'll be in Dallas on Saturday and back to Russia on Tuesday. Wow. Wow. So so I'm hoping to get some sun. Yeah. Yeah. It's just an incredible amount of travel. Have you been to the United States many times uh, before? Yeah. My wife's from Orange County, California. So that's the connection. So that's that's why the cultural references, I kind of get, I understand the culture and the sports and (laughs) Uh, I try to represent that in the art that I make. Can we also talk about the fact for a second that your sweet wife moved from Orange County, California to the to to motherland? Also, also grew up in Hawaii. Oh, so, oh man. And now she's in Moscow. Mates, no, St. Petersburg. St. Petersburg. You yeah, actually came to St. Petersburg. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, it uh, makes perfect sense, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it does. <laughs> so we, we're actually going to Mi- Miami Beach tomorrow, and I'm not allowed to take any pictures. <laughs> 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 she is freezing in Russia. Well, she's working with, uh, we, were, we used to work with YWAM. We actually still work with YWAM, but not as yeah. actively. Uh, and she came as a YWAMer, and that's how we met. We actually met in a Russian forest. And I, what? And I really? did not speak a word of English. Wait. How? Oh, yeah. Were you just both wandering? <laughs> was, yeah. She, she was really lost. I was just a little bit lost. But she was completely gone. Uh, no, she she came as a short-termer, and uh, we were working with street children at the time. And, wow. Um, yeah. So I kind of... And then she was... It was very convenient. She was asked by her organization to stay a little bit longer to take care of, uh, you know, some of the stuff uh, in St. Petersburg, and her apartment was only a five-minute walk from my place, and I needed oh. to take care of that girl. Oh. And, and, and so, and, uh, so you did not speak English at this point? Uh, just a little bit, you know, kind of like when it's the California equivalent of knowing Spanish. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you can ask where the bathroom is or where, yeah, where to yeah, get some people food. So did you learn English for her? 
for her or through her. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, it's a little bit of both. Yeah, so we've been married for 13 years now. Wow, wow, which, wow that's yeah, awesome, man. That's yeah. a great story. How so, old are you? Which you is an, an equivalent of uh, 25 years in America, by the yeah, way. That's, yeah. a big, that's a big deal. And those Russell uh, winners are long. 34, yeah. yep. Very 34. 34. Wow, you got married young. Yeah. Very that's cool. awesome. So, dude, thanks for um, thanks for all the stuff you've done over the years. It's incredible. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, man. One, one main question. Why'd you stop? Yeah, what happened? <laughs> you haven't done much art lately. Because Eddie thinks it's because he offended you. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm from Russia, so Putin disconnected all the internet. I have to... <laughs> 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 you were unplugged. The only way to be on the show and to participate in the show was to come all the way over here. Yeah. <laughs> That's the real reason the why real... I'm here. No, but um, just uh, one of the things that I do in Russia is I organize Movember. The Russian version. Oh, do you really? Yeah, I do, cool. I do. So we've been running it for five years, and it's becoming quite big. And with all the the TV wow. and the radio and being really, amazing. yeah, that's awesome, yeah. man. That's really cool. I, I can, I good can for grow you. a mustache. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really can. Is that that's just a month's worth of growth? Uh, well, we just finished. Oh, so, yeah, he yeah, just yeah, he's December. clean now. It's Beautiful. December. Yeah. One wow. of the things when we first started getting artwork from you, like you know, I thought you were an American, like living over there doing yeah. like missions work or something, because. You got the American references so per- mm. yeah. perfectly, and it made no sense to me. When I found out you were a Russian citizen, I was like, how do you understand American culture the yeah. way you do? So It's, this- it's that KJB training. You, know, <laughs> <laughs> if you were taught to infiltrate the culture very young. <laughs> exactly. exactly. This is like your big moment, like where you're yeah. in the middle of the hub just to <laughs> take it over or something yeah. from a That's movie. That's what spies aspire to. Is yeah. Yeah. Full, you have no <laughs> idea what I'm doing right, right. now. <laughs> is, is there any... I, I haven't been there in, since I was 16, 17. Is there yeah. much American culture entertainment over there? Well, things have changed for sure. Yeah, um, things are changing as well. You know, with the politics and everything, and just um, there's just definitely a separation between our nations. Yeah, that, that is happening right now. So mm-hmm. you're feeling even more. Yeah, yeah. See, I thought maybe are... that's why you stopped doing the art. Is that like he doesn't like America anymore because <laughs> no, of no? I, a good I, question. I was real busy. I was real busy, and um, but I, I guess I have to go back to um, it was it was funny. Uh, Probably about a year ago, there was a girl that commented on some of the stuff that I was making. She was like, "Please never go, go away." She said, "Please stay here," <laughs> and, and that's where I stopped. <laughs> that's when I knew you leave them wanting more. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. But I'm, I'm, I always really appreciated Eddie's comments on uh, the stuff that I make. And Chad used to be the same way. You know, she was, oh, he was uh, always same thing. Yeah, she yeah, was. Yeah, she, she definitely. He, he's she gone. Oh, yeah. she's gone. You know, yeah. So yeah. I can say whatever we want about. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, I realized that the guys from the podcast, former um, uh, guys from the podcast, never listen to the podcast after never. they leave. Yeah. 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 And just like you never listen to the podcast. We don't invite them into it. So, <laughs> so this is going to be the one that I don't listen to. You know? yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 But your wife will love it. Oh, she, yeah. And my kids. My kids. Oh, you yeah. got kids. Oh, very so cool. the plan is we'll be in the car with Ryan, which is, he's my son, and I will take him to a baseball practice. Uh-huh. Baseball in St. Yeah. Petersburg. So you're <laughs> yeah. asking me about if the things had changed that we have baseball in St. Petersburg. That's amazing. <laughs> Very cool. And so we'll be we'll be listening oh, in the yeah. car, and Great. this will come up, and he'll freak out. That's awesome. <laughs> well, hey Ryan. Yeah, your he, dad's cooler than all of us. He loves you guys. Yeah. he's he's a big fan. Mostly of me, I think. Yeah, I right? think he really really enjoys what you bring really to the show. Really likes me. Right. And Chad Michael Snavely. He yeah. really like her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's the worst. We actually don't say her name. Anymore. <laughs> Just as an FYI. I, do you follow him on Instagram? I don't know. He, it's really fun because most of his posts, the captions are in English, and then sometimes, if it's more just like friends or something, it'll be all in Russian. Yeah. And then sometimes he'll 
post English and Russian, uh-huh. and uh, it's fun to follow your life and your ministry yeah. and and all that over there. It's it's cool. It's to, fun to live that life. Yeah. yeah. And Cameron's learning Russian through reading your Instagram. Yeah. Posts. Yes, mm-hmm. is great. He, he knows how to say Zhenya. That's, <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> although although I realized that for a while you 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 kind of got tired of butchering my name. You started calling me the Russian. The Russian. <laughs> that's right. Which I actually really appreciate. The Russian is good. Although I gotta say, it's really easier with your kid. You just picked a nice white bread American name, didn't you? Just Irish. Ryan. Irish. Well, my kids are a little confused because you know we've got the little Cold War going on in the family. Uh-huh. You know, for fighting for uh, the, the little Cold War. Innocent children. <laughs> they, you know? they talk about Syria a lot over yeah. the dinner table. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The yeah. Cold you have no War. idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks Man. for coming. It's such a neat treat, and uh, thank you for the years of jokes you gave us and the art, and just you kind of took moments and elevated them, and um, just it, it was just so much fun. I mean, I'll never forget like the boys of summer. Yeah, art. That was I mean, that, that, yeah. That that, was also, that, for somehow strangely finding pictures of me that yes. make their way onto it, I'm like, how in the world Where did he find did he that? Find that face. I'm like, you are deep in some sort of dark web. <laughs> <laughs> the like, Russian was, web. Yes. Yeah, he the dark web. He back, has access. Back, yeah. back to KJB training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's hacking your cell phone, Eddie. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> right now. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Well, thanks for stopping by. Yeah, this was cool. And, uh, and, uh, Thank you, guys. Awesome. Yeah, have a good trip, man. It was fun. What a nice guy. We're always surprised, aren't we? Who knew that Russians were normal and cool? Did did you have doubts that Russians were cool and normal? Well, I mean, all I know is Putin. He was happier than I thought he would be. I thought it was going to be a little bit more like, I listen to your show and enjoy. But he was like a super happy guy. He was like a normal, uh, well-adjusted human. I do not have a bread. Stylish? Very stylish. I have his shoes that he was wearing. Yeah. So I called myself stylish. Oops. Yeah. Also, he smells great. I mean, if we're just going to get real real. The the hygiene is American level. That's what you're saying. You are so messed up. I was going to say, it's it's getting pretty offensive. (laughs) (laughs) He's a real person. You know he's a real person, you know, right, Cameron? You know, guys, people in Russia actually listen to us. Yeah. You know that? <laughs> and they're actual people with feelings and souls. Well, that was fun. And we're so thankful that you stopped in. Uh, this but, is nice. but, but the hits just keep on coming. So DC, here's the deal. DC Talk. Coming so, up. Coming up. <laughs> Kevin Max talking about his Christmas story. So old friends of the show, Zhenya uh, just stopped in. Genia. And uh, uh, it was awesome meeting him. But if you've listened to the show for years, we you also know that we have a, a good friend uh, that's uh, the photographer to the stars, Andy Barron. One is, of my favorite. Is, uh, somebody's popped in yeah. from time to time. He has some. He's not only a great photographer. He shot covers for us, and he tours with awesome bands. He has great stories. Yes. And so there was a, a while there that we did uh, Andy talk. Uh, it was in the era of Candy Talk. We thought it was had to kill Candy Talk, <laughs> elevate it, and bring hey, Andy. Hey, can on. we just take a quick pause on that? I don't think we killed Candy Talk. I just think it's on like hiatus. Respite. Mm-hmm. It's like Guns yeah. and Roses. They don't like break up. They're just. It's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, kind of like kind of like uh, Arrested Development. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's always yeah. gonna come back. Candy talk. Yeah, it's, it's 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 beloved by the masses, but beloved. You don't want to give people too much. But of in it. the right. interim, we propped it up by having Andy on a few times, and he <laughs> brought and we brought and he brought us Andy talk. Uh, I was I was speaking to Andy lately. He he recently got married. I was at his wedding. It was it was beautiful, mm-hmm. and uh, then he and his lovely bride moved across the country from Los Angeles to uh, Brooklyn. They now live in New York. And I thought it would be great for us this week to bring Andy back on and and not do a normal Andy talk. I think it's time to kind of take things up a notch with a new segment, Baron My Soul with Andy Baron. <laughs> Wow! 
Little Baron before, Boy. Before we get too heavily into the segment, I have a question about the title of this segment. Okay. Yeah, sure. Is it Baron, comma, my soul? Like he's addressing his soul? Yeah. Here's about is me. It, where's the, is there punctuation here? I feel like in order for me to get into this, there, I got to know it, exactly what right. the title is referring if to. If there's no comma, it's just, I'm going to talk about whatever that, I want. And that's what it is. There's okay. no punctuation. It's just Baron, my soul with Andy Baron. Welcome to the show, Andy Baron. Wow, I, I I don't even know how to respond to that. You got a, you got a theme song, man. That's like a big deal. I, I feel like I finally made it in line. It's, it's nice to hear your voice, sweet angel. It, it's not. It's not. He doesn't feel like he's made it because he's married now and he's you know congratulations. Doing, yeah, he feels like you. he's made it now because he has a theme song. Yeah, yeah that's true. No, no, yeah. yeah, none of that matters. Roxy, Roxy was just a stepping stone to this moment. Yeah. <laughs> oh the theme song glory. So Andy, uh, I, you know, you're adjusted to life there in Brooklyn and adjusted to married life. I noticed your your apartment was featured on westelm.com congratulations yeah, so hot right now can i ask you something because the, you know i saw those pictures it's very impressive i want to know when you're going to get your own hd tv <laughs> show like a fixer upper or like do you have like a twin who's also into <laughs> real estate and decoration because i feel like you might be onto something here could that be property barons oh. 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 you know what you know what i'm you actually got gonna the title it's perfect i don't think we should have that song. show <laughs> that that was too quick an answer i feel like you thought of it you were ready for that <laughs> sorry I have, I have television show titles for every uh, different channel or category of television show. So, so the, I want to know a couple of the others. I mean, if you if you were to insert yourself into other genres of television, what would they be called? Well, I mean, I, before this, I was just catching up on Nathan for you, so it easily uh. could be Baron for you. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that's true. Okay, so maybe I only have Ooh, one. I have one. I have one. I have one. I, I think I like property Baron. Yeah, don't to be don't honest. be weird though, Jeremiah. Andy, I've got a great one. I have a weird vibe in the air. I think no, you're no, going to no. be weird. No, no, no. I, I just have a really good joke, and I was really excited about it. All right, go. <laughs> okay. What if you have a show where you just read classic novels and it's called Red Baron? <laughs> oh, like reading Rainbow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, that's Can he be eating a Red Baron pizza while this is happening? Well, this oh, is clearly sponsored by sponsored. Red Baron yeah. pizza. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm still yeah, waiting yeah. to be sponsored. You know how like Nick Offerman just did that thing where he was sitting by a fire drinking whiskey for like 45 minutes? Yeah. 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 See that video? I just, I, I'm waiting for Baron's financial newspaper to do that for me. Nice. That's just me cool. sitting next to a fire reading Baron's newspaper. That's how you know you've made it. <laughs> yeah. And once I get there, and I have a theme song for that also, then we'll be set. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, it's time for Baron Myself with Andy Barron. Uh, what do you got this week, Andy Barron? Well, it's it started out because Cameron was being very gracious and wanting to send a wedding present. You assume. Um, all to, I asked for was your address. All I said was, hey, what's your address? Right. And yeah. he's assuming I'm sending a wedding present. You never know what you're going to get. Another Christmas card. You know, all I'm saying is the text was, hey, by the way, what's your address now? And right. he, and and so his mind immediately goes to he's sending me valuable goods. Oh yeah, <laughs> which yeah. may or probably yes, it was true. But still, that was the genesis. That was the assumption. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So then from that, um, we have this thing where if we are getting packages, we usually send them to Roxy's work, and if we're getting letters, we we send it here. And that sounds weird. This was his text reply. He Hot said, tip. "He said I, he's like, I'm not one to assume what you're sending, but if you're sending a package, here's the address. If you're sending me a letter, here's the address. What if it, oh, could you be more confusing and about I, it? And Just and pick said, an address. And I said, why? And he said, because our neighbor's kids like to steal, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> no way. So our neighbors are like legitimately crazy. Like I, I figure it's like a standard kind of like New York thing. Like, oh, I got crazy neighbors. 
but we like we moved in here without visiting the building, without seeing it in person. We just kind of went on faith and saw photos, and we just needed an apartment, you know, because. And in New York, you helpful. have to you have to pounce, right? I mean, it's like it's gone yes. in an hour yeah. if you don't pounce. Yeah, like I, we, I literally landed, went to the office, signed the lease, and then saw the apartment. Wow! wow. So we we both we both got here, and we're just kind of like taking it all in, like, wow, this is our first apartment. We're gonna be married here, like you know, like kind of a precious moment, and we go and we're just kind of like scoping it out, and then all of a sudden we just start hearing this yelling <laughs> coming from the apartment next door and I'm under the floorboard. <laughs> I'm under the floorboard. <laughs> we've, we've heard things at five 30 in the morning. We've heard things at three in the morning, like from the night before, like it just never stops. Can, can I ask, can you ask you to describe a sound that you would hear at three 30 in the morning? Heartbeat. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, some of the sounds I can't really recreate on this podcast. Are they human? <laughs> they are definitely human. Are they? Um, oh, I see. Oh, he's the, he's the, blushing the, for the. Oh, I see. Who lives there likes to yell words that are probably not nope. safe for the little ears. I, I guess, see. so to speak. I'm, I'm not um, catching your drift. Can you get some more detail? <laughs> Can you elaborate? Do you need please? me to literally spell them out? <laughs> so it's bad words. It's, it's bad words. Oh, I see. Words. So, so well, let me ask you, Sandy, because you because you this originated with Cameron wanting to send you a package. Now, what 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 has led you to believe that they would? St- Steal it if right. it arrived at your pro- Do you have any concrete evidence right. that that they are capable uh, of such a violation of their own neighbor? This is just like Curb, where he thinks the doctor's stealing his newspaper. You don't really, have, <laughs> you don't have evidence. You because, just know it's happening. Because if I know one thing, I know two things about the wall that mm. I'm very confident in. Two and a half. From, from really. one is that uh, everyday citizens can place someone else in citizens' arrest. Right. Two, and, tampering with the mail is evidently a federal crime. Right. It is and, a federal and crime. And I think, I think a citizen's arrest uh, you know, may play into this. But let me hear, how, how did you come to the conclusion that they would steal the package? We thought about trying to send something here just to kind of see if it actually would show up as yeah. like a dummy thing, just order something for like a dollar. Uh, but we we never we were like let's just send things to Roxy's work and then the other day I'm at my door and the doorbell rings and I look and it's no one associated with the crazy apartment it's just another neighbor in the building and she's like hey did the UPS person come today there was a a package that I was supposed to get delivered and it didn't show up and so I was like ah all of our fears are confirmed <laughs> kids next door are stealing we're never sending anything to our apartment ever oh man Andy can I give you a piece of advice hot tip yes. I had this is totally true in my old neighborhood. I just moved the the lady that lived a, a, a few doors down across the street was literally. I was watching the news one night. She was on the news. They had arrested her because she was following the UPS guy, stealing Christmas packages and hoarding them no. in her house. No, this is totally true. Your neighbor they called her the Grinch. They called her the Grinch on the news. She was famous, <laughs> and you like talk to her, like banter at the mailbox. That's the thing. I. Was friendly with I. I never had anything from mine stolen. Guess who wasn't affected by this crime? <laughs> Me and my neighbor Joe, because we were buddies with her. <laughs> got, you, you, you have to have you know the 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 criminals so close to you that they're not gonna they're not gonna violate your trust. You know oh. you have to be 
you have to think like them. You have to be one of their gang. And I actually did my own psychoanalysis of her. I'm pretty sure she was just like the sister-in-law of Breaking Bad. It was just a crime of thrill. It was just a thrill crime. <laughs> but she's not going to violate me. I was nice to her. I talked to her. Andy, maybe a good idea would be to join them and just at three in the morning just start screaming obscenities. I think you... that's the only option you have is what I'm getting. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Andy, I do have one other. I, have a, I, I may have brought Please, these up before. We need advice. What, what should we do? You can't. I, I think your only option is to join them. Let them know that you're one of them. Yeah. You can't out crazy crazy, but <laughs> you, you can let them know that this is not a guy. This is a guy we want to live next door with because he gets us. He's on our level. So, right. so and I think I've mentioned a few of these before, but just a couple pieces of advice. The things to do. You need to set a very quiet alarm so that only you hear it at the same weird time every night. <laughs> like so, it needs to be like three twelve in the morning every single night. You need to wake up and let out a blood-curdling scream. <laughs> <laughs> night after night after night. Okay? That's a given. At least twice a week, you need to be seen running for your apartment in a towel as if you've gotten out of the shower. Right. Renting away. Uh, leaving your apartment door open and just running out of the building and getting into a taxi and driving away, not returning for days on end. <laughs> These are the type of ideas. If people are going to look, that guy's got something going on. We don't, we don't, we don't want to mess with what whatever's happening over there. I think it's your only option. The other is citizen's arrest. I don't know if you're willing to go there. Yeah, so when stuff hits the fan mm. and finally one of the other neighbors has had enough about the stolen packages and, 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 and there's a police knocking on that door and whatever and, and there's no proof though and, and, and those tenants like now are suspicious that somebody's turned on us and somebody's trying to rat us out and they're angry and they want vengeance. They know that it's not Andy. Yeah. That's what you're saying. No, he's he's a good one. Yeah, I, right. Oh, it's not crazy old Andy next door. He's, <laughs> he's, got, he's yeah. got enough problems going on. We're pretty sure his apartment's haunted. Oh, yeah. no, he does not have time to worry about packages being stolen. Yeah. The man has a poltergeist. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's running out of his house in a robe every night. I mean, yeah. okay. They, I see they, that. Yeah, that, family, that family right now is is actually appearing on like the Bad Christianity podcast talking about the crazy other neighbor. So it's a, it's a it's an interesting tango you have to do, Eddie. I mean, uh, Andy. Every time they do something nuts, you just got to take it up a notch. You know. What yeah. about if you had printed a bunch of like uh, "Sorry, we missed you," like the UPS or FedEx things, and left them on their door every day with like <laughs> estimated value is like ten thousand, but always every day you leave it on the door so that they start wigging out that their packages are being stolen. <laughs> then you talk to uh, him, okay, and then all of a good. sudden we're in a we're in a, like a co-stealing kind of thing together. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, 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 well, here's the other one too, and I've employed this one. Uh, it's never backfired. Is uh, I mean, this one is a game of patience, really, and 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 contortion, it's the long physical con. contortion, the long con. Yeah, yeah it's the long con uh, because the, <laughs> the when I con. when I first tried this maneuver, my neighbors were actually out of town, and it ended up pretty disastrous for me. But I sealed myself in a box. <laughs> oh, I, and I wrote "fragile" this side up. <laughs> now the mistake I did was the air holes. <laughs> did or did not put them in. <laughs> not big enough. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like trying to breathe through a coffee star. The neighbors did find me on their on their doorstep in the box. I was passed out. It was yeah. a very delicate situation. Yeah. I was actually forced to move from that neighborhood. Yeah, but like do that and then have Roxy ready at our apartment next to the door, so that when they open the box, 
They just see me so quick. I just pop out, run into my apartment, and shut the door. But you're only wearing a towel. That's yeah. the key. Yeah. Only yeah. wearing a towel. Yeah. That they're just freaked out so much that they'll never steal from us exactly. again. Exactly. Lesson learned, and then you know, and then it's just a cordial neighborly relationship from there. Yeah. Well, since we don't have any more Joe, Joe the neighbor uh, updates, maybe what we need to do yeah. is check in from time to time with Andy to find out the happenings of his uh, crazy neighbors and the theft. Absolutely. Uh, Andy, thanks for joining us. That was the debut edition of. All right, uh, moving the show along, it is time for our weekly look back at what's happened in entertainment and culture. It's time for... In case you missed it. Outrage alert. Update. Sylvester Stallone will not be in the new Rambo show. Oh. It's just come out. (laughs) It's just come out. Jesse, how are you, buddy? What's even the point? (laughs) I'm dead serious. serious. Why even call it Rambo? Right. Just you need to change it. He never had a son. It was a stupid idea for to begin with. It's just don't call it Rambo. Just call it J.R. X. Navy Seal guy because (laughs) you're defaming the good name of an American icon. A national treasure is ridiculous. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, it was. It was. uh, Fox was the one that was moving it forward, but since um, it broke off with uh, Stallone, it's unlikely to. Oh. end up on Fox because yeah, so I'm only going to buy it if Stallone's involved you know what I'm saying yeah, so it's like yeah that's what Fox is saying he, he is Rambo yeah, yeah. absolutely like, literally um, <laughs> also in case you missed it this week um, also a little basketball news not really but Steph Curry's wife uh, her name is Aisha Curry she Aisha caused... you are the girl that <laughs> no. I never had remember that song yeah, absolutely that's a great song yeah. <laughs> I want to get to know you better you don't have to pull up the another clip. bad creation I just played it yeah, yeah. um uh, Anyway, she she caused quite the Twitter firestorm this week yeah. uh, when she tweeted about modesty. She mm. she said, this is what her tweet said, uh, just a normal tweet. She said, everyone's into barely wearing clothes these days, huh? Not my style. I like to keep the good stuff covered up for the one who matters. Inflammatory. And then she did three of the laughing, crying emojis. Yeah. I'm pretty sure my mom has said that before. She then kind of came back after like, you know, turning the phone off and having a life, you know, and then sure. she came back and saw the uproar about her innocuous tweet and uh and she said she said as a reply she's like all i'm doing is sitting here reading a style weekly you guys definitely entertain me that's for sure and um and then she said regardless of if you like my style of clothes or not which i don't care please don't tear women down and degrade them not cool peeps i was just like but the internet went nuts did you see all that jesse you're on the twitter a lot i did i mean she was the number one trending topic uh for a lot of the portion of saturday and i think the whole sensitivity i guess to internet shaming, quote unquote, of like calling other people out for more, you know, things that you deem uh, represent a certain type of morality has reached such a crazy tension that something relatively innocuous can become can set off a firestorm. It reminds me of the what happened with the GOP political candidates in a way where following the San Bernardino shootings, uh, you know, the Daily News, the New York newspaper called them out uh, for issuing meaningless platitudes for saying, you know, in the immediate aftermath that we're issuing our thoughts and prayers yeah. to the victims. It, it's almost like 
you can't say any, even if you don't say something or something is implied, it can get you in hot water from the social media police. Yeah, it's, and, and two, I mean, it, it's almost like people saying like, okay, so I'm taking a stand for modesty that I prefer to be modest and I have standards, whatever. It's like people who don't share that viewpoint just like yeah. trash you like you're yeah. calling them out by name or whatever. It's like she was just saying like, I, I, I think we can do better, we right? said modest is hottest and the world said no. <laughs> there you That's go. Uh, you know, the, the day after the Paris tragedy, uh, U2 was supposed to play their show. There was going to be a live concert on HBO. Yeah. And also, obviously, mm-hmm. got canceled. Um, well, they did the show this week, in case yeah. you missed it. And uh, while they were performing, they, they stopped the show. And um, Bono told the crowd, they were robbed of their stage, so we'd like to offer them ours. And they brought out the Eagles of Death Metal, the band that was playing in the theater. Oh, they wasn't got that cool? Up. Oh, and yeah. they, and they wow. uh, gave them the stage, and they played Patti Smith's um, People Have the Power uh, wow. at the U2 concert. And wow. it was super powerful. And t- pictures all over the internet. And Did, um, really what, cool. Is that the one that's on HBO right now? Is yeah. that the same concert? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was an incredible gesture. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, HBO will air the entire concert Monday night at 9 p.m. So yeah, with cool. the Eagles of yeah. Death Metal because they, I think they're playing a couple. I think they're playing like uh, four, three or four nights in in uh, Paris. Wow, you two is. So the the two bands played the Patti Smith song together, and then the Eagles of Death Metal played their song "I Love You All the Time." So again, yeah. just a great gesture. Bono, cool. the the guys, they're just incredible. They're uh, really a great yeah. band in those. I remember they did a lot of things like post nine eleven. Remember they, the they, Super Bowl they, halftime show? Remember they did like they, a really good job of thoughtfully engaging after tragedy. Like, who did oh i wish i'm sorry i can't pull the quote but they're just so good at like being a voice for and with the people they're just they have a good pulse on it yeah i like absolutely uh the brothers from for king and country the uh christian uh group for king country uh are starring in a new uh human trafficking film joel and luke smallbone uh both star in and, and are producing a new drama in which they in which an quote unlikely hero must risk it all to shut down a human trafficking ring and save the girl he's falling in love with the film's called priceless and along with the brothers it'll star david keckner uh he's uh todd packer from the office and champ kind from anchorman wow he's in it uh yeah That's surprising so yeah. so Joel Luke Smallbone, you know the last name Smallbone. You know who else is a Smallbone? No, Rebecca St. James. Oh, really? Yeah, it's her okay. sister. I thought we were gonna. Her, did you know uh, that the Smallbones are like famous Nashville? I had no of, idea. No. Yeah, Rebecca St. James. For King and Country, sort of had a moment right now. They just got a shout out from uh, I think we talked about it two weeks Taylor ago. Swift. The Taylor Swift for yeah. the Out of the Woods cover. Yeah, you get, you get a little cover. shout out from Taylor, and then you get a feature film. I mean, yeah. it's a with good, good month. With Todd Pack, get to hang out with Todd Packer. I, I'm interested to see how this does because I, I don't know how specifically marketed to a Christian audience it is or what uh, what the faith message is beyond sort of the social justice narrative. Mm-hmm. But the tra- in the trailer, the production value actually looks pretty it good. Looks and good yeah. It looks cool, actually. All right, and to wrap up, in case you missed a little public service announcement for all my vinyl lovers out there, uh, Amazon is actually relaunching their vinyl store. I mean, they had one before. Well, you could buy in their music section, uh-huh. you know, things to be listed. You could buy it digital, CD, or vinyl, oh, but not oh. everything. It just was tough to find, and but good prices, and it'll come to you in a day or so. I, I support it quite a bit and turn my back on my local vinyl shop for a little while. It feel <laughs> kind of bad. But anyway. Well, but the local vinyl shop doesn't have DC Talks reissued 20-year uh, super fr- Supernatural and Jesus Freak. <laughs> if they had it, I would have bought it from them. <laughs> on vinyl. They right. ha- it's out. I mean, no, I know. You, did you buy it? <laughs> no, I didn't buy it yet. I was going to buy it at the local store, and they Guess said, what? "Oh, we can't carry it." What? Amazon probably carrying it. Dot <laughs> com. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, to to celebrate the relaunch, this is the public service, uh, service announcement. In the next week, uh, they're going to be doing a string of music related giveaways. 
and um, including guitars signed by famous musicians and a lot of free vinyl. So mm. on oh, December fifteenth, cool. uh, Amazon will be giving away a free record every half hour from nine a.m. to ten p.m. Neat. Pacific Ow. time. So go get some free. Final. Yeah, that's awesome. And don't buy a Crosby record player. But do buy DC Talks 20 year anniversary yeah. finals. Yeah. I still have my RCA record player that I've had for like 15 years. I that, love it. Th- there you go. Right. That's the way to Use do it. Use that old. Do, 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 do. You really go-to. want to hear those crackles in the grooves <laughs> yeah. when you're listening to Jesus yeah. Freak, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I do. Okay. All right, that, right. That'll do it for it. In case you missed it. Entertainment releases music coming out on Friday, December 18th. Baroness. Wow. Oh, another. That's Andy's wife's name. Full circle. The Baroness. The Baroness. Uh, it's coming out with Purple. Cage the Elephant is coming out with actually a great album. Uh, Tell Me I'm Pretty. Oh, Cage um, the Elephant. Is that elephant like cagey? Like, oh, what is he talking about? <laughs> Ugh, that guy's super cagey. Okay, elephant. Whatever. Yeah, we know what you were saying. Got it. Thanks for being cagey, elephant. You think- might be the coolest person I know. <laughs> push, it, push a T. Uh, push a T famously from the group what, Eddie? Oh, from uh, from push a T. Is it from? Um, you got it. Oh, what is that? Uh, heart. Was it heart? <laughs> uh, was it the uh, clips? The, the rap duo from Virginia Beach, the Clips, that Pharrell Six. produced the in Sticks. Boston. Yeah, Pharrell. Uh, anyway, <laughs> push a T. He's yeah. got a solo album. Very good. His brother, America. the other half of the Clips, from is Malice, who got um, saved and stopped rapping. But hold on, just because you got saved doesn't mean you have to stop rapping. No, well, look that's Lecrae. that's true. Interesting but point. He then turned his back on his moniker Malice, and now he is. No malice. No malice. Because he's a, really? he's a Christian. Yeah, no malice. <laughs> no malice St. James is what he goes by now. He's Yeah, no malice small bone. Yeah. Um, uh, Push T's coming out with uh, Darkest Before the Dawn. Darkest Before the Dawn. That's his career. He's hoping. And do nice. uh, you know what band uh, What band formerly they were with? No. Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, lastly, coming out, Stu G is coming out with uh, Have You Heard. Otherwise known as Stug. <laughs> Stug. Uh, movie Stug. releases coming out on oh, the no, same day. W. Yeah, it's Stug. Uh, Friday, uh, December 18th. Out of the Chipmunks, The Road Chip, which uh, my son is very excited about. That name, though, so unfortunate. I've just been playing. I Every just, time we see the billboard, Cohen's just like counting down the days. It's That's so really exciting. Yeah. Uh, also coming out, uh, Sisters, uh, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Cannot Yay. wait. And that so is coming excited. out because all the nerds uh, will be in Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens. I oh. already have tickets to two showings. <laughs> So, why two you sh- so are you, you're going to see it multiple times in o- during the opening weekend? Yeah, I'm seeing it the 17th and the 19th. Bummer. But like, once you see it, haven't you already seen it? <laughs> <laughs> yep. yep. So yeah. So Star Wars, Sisters, and Alvin the Chipmunk. Some for the whole family. Yeah, whole family. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That'll do it for entertainment releases. Uh, stay tuned. Up next, slices. You're listening to Christmas Baby Please Come Home. 
song by Mariah Carey. Gosh, it's so good. At the beginning of the podcast, you remember way back to the beginning of the podcast. Way it was Quad City DJs, the 69 Boys, and K Knock with What You Want for Christmas. I need K-Nock. that on my playlist. That was Knock. a groovy tune. That I needed my life. That was my favorite uh, favorite Christmas song that they played on one or two jams when I was in uh, <laughs> high school. One two no. jams. Yeah. It honestly doesn't feel like Christmas to me until I hear Mariah Carey. Yeah. Like, yeah. We might as well just cancel the holiday. Same until thing I with hear that same song. thing uh, for me and with Quad City DJs. I once did until a, I watch uh, some Space Jam. I don't yeah. doesn't feel like Christmas. I once yeah. did a living room production of All I Want for Christmas Is You, in which I popped out of a Christmas box. At that part. Perfect. Hey, that's, yeah. that was Andy's strategy. Yeah, that's true. I, I have a question about living room production. Yeah. Is this Was this like 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 a living room show where people paid to come to a concert? No, or was no. it just it for... Was, <laughs> is this like all the artists in Nashville no, are doing was, now? it was a hesitant family member that really didn't want to be there. So you right. did that too, because I did too. Me yeah. and my cousins would oh, yeah. always put cousins, on a skit, yeah. uh, Christmas mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we, we worked all day on it. Yeah. We had costumes. And we did the Dove Awards in which we would each <sighs> pick us a, a Christian song, which I didn't know oh. that that song wasn't a Christian song, so I picked that one, and um, <laughs> and we all performed it, and then our family had to vote on who won. How old were you? Twenty. Yeah, it was last year. Oh. Wait, 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 wait. So, so you did a mock Dove Awards yeah. with your siblings. I, I have and, never yeah. heard a more Christian homeschool kid thing in my life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cypher Slices, what do you have, Jesse? All right, so over the last couple of weeks, there's been a couple of big updates about uh, the Noah's Ark experience at the answers outside the answers in Genesis Museum in in Kentucky. <laughs> Jesse and I have been there I to really? the uh, I love this. to the Creation Museum and and outside of uh, not Cleveland. What's that town up there? <laughs> Oh, uh, Frankfurt? <laughs> no, yeah, Saint, Frank- P- Saint Petersburg. No, Franklin. Cincinnati. Cincinnati. It's in suburban Cincinnati. That's in Ohio. Right, it's on the border. Oh, I thought he said uh, it was in Kentucky. It is. It's on the yeah. s- Kentucky suburbs of Cincinnati. Oh, the south it's suburbs. Williamstown, northern Kentucky. I understand. Is, is but we w- thought the, so. The precise location. Jesse and I and Adam Smith were road tripping up to Nashville for an event, and then Adam's like, "Oh, my family's from small town Kentucky, an hour from Nashville," and we're like, "Oh, yeah, let's go there." And then we're like, "This Creation Museum just opened, and it's in Kentucky. Let's go there." We didn't look at a map to realize That's like a long that drive, it's man. all the way on the north border of Kentucky, which uh, is actually Cincinnati. Yes. And, and we were about five hours in, and we're going, this is a really dumb impulse decision. <laughs> and we were thinking, man. And we were it, totally wrong. You've got, <laughs> 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 got a lot of mileage out of that trip. Uh, okay, so uh, Ken Ham recently announced the opening date for his Noah's Ark uh, theme amusement park. Now, this is going to contain a 510-foot-long uh, replica of Noah's Ark to the exact dimensions that are described in the book of Genesis. Is it going to be a water slide? Good question. <laughs> I, I think they're actually going to have amusement parks uh, uh, attractions to it. They haven't released all the details of what they're going to have. There is going to be a gift shop and a restaurant there, though. Sure. Uh, of course. Um, this, this ties in nicely with our question of the week that's coming up later. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. It, it does. Um, so it's going to open on July 7th, and they're expecting demand to be so high that guess how long their grand opening is going to last for? I, I, I oh, know oh, one of you can guess A this. week. It, it has biblical significance. Oh, seven, seven weeks. 40 seven days, days. Seven months. 40 days. 40 days, 40 nights, oh, around the clock no. grand opening. Oh, no. If wow. the entrance to that arc is not a water slide. This man, yeah, this man knows wrong. how to, this man knows how to <laughs> 
market his theology. Wrong. That's good. Yeah. Are they coming two by two? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 8,000 pairs of people are yeah. coming. Yeah, that's how they announce it. That's, 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 that's a fire marshal said, this place can hold 8,000 two by two. <laughs> so, so this undertaking, as, as with some things that involve the organization's answers in Genesis, has been a bit controversial in the, in the area of Kentucky where it's located. First off, can anyone guess how much building a replica Noah's Ark uh, along with some amusement park attractions, uh, is going to cost three point two billion dollars. million dollars. Uh, eight million. Three point two billion. Oh gosh, Jeremiah. <laughs> I'm gonna say twelve million. Ninety million dollars. No. Wait, was I closest? Was I closest? <laughs> you could build a skyscraper. No. For I that. don't think Enum. Yeah, it's actually it's uh, <laughs> the, the entire uh, arc area is a ninety-one million dollar project. Um, and so they're they're preparing to open this summer. But the reason why this is so uh, controversial, other than uh, you know some people may disagree with uh, the theology of it, is that uh, officials at Answers in Genesis are actually uh, suing state officials. They're taking no. it to the federal court because the state initially offered them eighteen million dollars over ten years in tax incentives, but because of what they have said are hiring practices that discriminate and only uh, are only offered to Christians. They've withdrawn the $18 million in tax incentives uh, initially given to the amusement park. And now Answers in Genesis is suing to get it back so they can put that money, another $20 million, into the Noah's Ark. Wow. wow. That's crazy. That, that's going to go to the Supreme Court, I bet. I mean, that's like... Uh, I mean, discrimin- I mean, state-funded, dis- you know, exclusionary yeah. hiring practices. I mean, that's yeah. it's going to open a big old can of worms. Yeah, because they aren't saying because the lawsuit isn't that they can't hire people that would uh, right. believe certain ways. It's that they can't accept the state money and right. also do it. Right, right, right. and that's right, right. that's. I mean, like the Holy Land Experience and others that are nonprofits, they don't get the tax breaks that some of the other amusement parks get. I mean, because right, they play by different rules and so you can't have federal money or, or taxpayer money if wow this so is all of a sudden deal. this 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 you know kind of weird novelty i think i think it's safe to call this amusement park sort of a a a, a novelty not, wow. even though no, it's large not, scale not, not in homeschool br- circles yeah jesse <laughs> it's not a novelty no we call it a field trip this is a real thing <laughs> this may be the location of the 2016 brunson double boards <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the winner of the does. double of the Brunson double wars <laughs> might get a free trip. No, but uh, the, the, the Noah's Ark experience may bring, like Cameron said, a, a really interesting case. Uh, to it's definitely going to the federal courts. It may go, it could, possibly all the way to the Supreme Court over these hiring practices and the, and the acceptance of government money. Wow, mm. that's nuts. That is interesting. So obviously, the the, the court case uh, isn't decided yet, but they're going full steam ahead whether they get the eighteen million dollars or not uh, with the with uh, the project that they've already sunk like eighty million dollars into. So uh, something to keep an eye on. And if you're looking for a road trip starting on July seventh. For 40 days and 40 nights around the clock, you can go and visit just, a replica just, of Noah's Ark in the middle yeah. of Kentucky. Just, just look at a map before you get in the car. <laughs> just realize how far away you are from Cincinnati. That's yeah. all That's all. I, my only suggestion. Probably expecting a flood of people. Yeah, I, I would plug this one into your phone. Yeah. I would not, like, if I were you, my advice would not just to be start driving across the state of Kentucky and happen upon the Ark. <laughs> like to like to make my joke again. They're expecting a ahead. flood of people. <laughs> <laughs> flood, of, flood of people. Flood of people. All right, uh, that's the same. Right, perfect three. All right, what do you have, Brunson? Okay, so speaking of giant boats, uh, oh. apparently. 
Uh, centuries after sinking, the wreckage of one of the world's most storied warships has been found off the coast of Colombia, the San Jose. It's a Spanish treasure ship that sank off the coast of Car. You know what that Cartagena, means in Spanish? Gina, San Jose. Yeah, the Jose. <laughs> Saint, or, Saint, or oh yeah, that would be Saint El, Josie, El Jose. Yeah, that would be El Jose. Yeah, Saint, I don't know Spanish. Saint, Saint Josie, Saint West. <laughs> Saint West is what uh, you're saying. It's a crazy name, I know. So the president of Colombia has called it the Holy Grail of shipwrecks, and its lost cargo is said to be worth up to fourteen billion dollars. No, which could totally cover the cost of the Ark. <laughs> yeah, fourteen so, many billion. times over. Yeah, how are they still finding shipwrecks? That's my question. And the era of satellite technology and sonar, I mean, we just know where all the bumps are on the bottom of the ocean. I mean, how are well, we still it's, it's finding said, stuff? It said that they've, they relied on sonar scans and remote-controlled robots underwater cameras, which is everything you just listed. <laughs> so so what, what could possibly be worth $14 billion? Bullion, I mean, like what all su- the I bullion, mean, it would have to bullion. be... A, a, I mean, I know gold and, and precious metals are worth a, a ton, but yeah. $14 billion? Yeah, yeah. So there's a ton of bullion, literally. <laughs> Maybe it's just... Gold. Money. Gal- galleons? Galleons? Is that what we're talking about? I think it's pronounced it? mm-hmm. bullion. Bitcoin. <laughs> it's Bitcoin. It's spelled very differently, but pronounced the same. Well, did James Cameron find it? Because he's all about <laughs> shipwrecks now. He That's is. like his thing. He is. Like he's all about the movies he's making. Those are some shipwrecks. Uh, Hiya! Hey, Cameron. I wasn't a fan of Avatar. <laughs> you, Thank you. I wasn't either. Yeah. Too new age. Too over the top. Too preachy. Didn't and like even it. You know, it's preachy. I just thought the people were so weird. It was weird. And then all of a sudden, they're like making out by like putting their tails together. I'm like, <laughs> they yeah. weren't making out that he. I know, we but I didn't want to say the words. I didn't want to say the words. <laughs> but it was like weird, man. I did not. Basically, like that. Michael Bolton music came on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then, a- also- Eddie, Eddie, let me ask you this because I, I'm glad we brought up Avatar because I'm after our conversation about Magnolia. Last <laughs> hot, hot take. <laughs> uh, movies that you have just seen, which I'm assuming you just got around to Avatar. <laughs> 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 Have you guys heard of this? Yeah, it's crazy. It blew my mind. They make out The animation was so junky in it, too. I saw a lot of people, I saw a lot of people, Eddie, on Twitter. Yeah. Talking about how they went to go see Magnolia because of your recommendation. Like, evidently, there's a lot of people who hadn't seen Magnolia. Maybe they should go but see Avatar too. They say, can join I, in. I felt style. a little nervous about that because, like, it's like a pretty racy ranch movie that I, I didn't think, like, I wasn't giving an endorsement, but I didn't realize, like, what that people I would saw, go watch. I saw at least uh, 40 parents who said, We went as a family to watch Magnolia right. and mm-hmm. we'll never listen to the show again. Yeah, absolutely. I saw, I saw a couple of, of, like, yeah, people that were like, I saw, I went to, thanks a lot, Eddie. I went to go see it with my mom and it was super <laughs> awkward. Um, Andy Barron actually just uh, texted me a picture of Magnolia up on his TV. So <laughs> e- even Andy Talk is watching Magnolia right now. So but I don't do go see do Avatar. Because uh, I, I know uh, there's another podcast out there uh, that uh, man, I forgot their name. But uh, I think I it just terrible. started. I think they did like one episode. But, but either way, I do want to hear your recommendations of, of movies you just got around to seeing at some I, point. I really honestly could do that because I watch these movies. Like there's so many movies and I'm like, oh, I've never seen that and then it's just you know late night hbo or late so, night netflix you watch a random like sandlot i've never seen that you have never seen, yeah, we've, seen sandlot. we've talked great. about and that mighty i've never ducks. seen sandlot i've never seen mighty ducks i i've never seen sandlot we're not right. talking about no. like nostalgic kids movies like right. really great movies like magnolia yeah are there sandlot other- is a really yes, good movie. i agree with jesse i'm on team jesse I'm, keep talking I, it's about it's a great it. movie but the point i'm trying to make is an adult's film like right. magnolia right somebody was incredulous the other day that i hadn't seen hook 
And they're like, you have to see. No, but but, I was, but it came yeah. out in my in the wrong age for me. I was in yeah. college. Run home, Jack. It, it was I home run, Jack. I'll bring another hot take. I'll I bring. Like I'll watch something this week. Can uh, I um, make recommendations for you? Yeah, Eddie? yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me something that's like. Not pretty... that I'm an expert, but I would just be curious to hear your feedback on certain movies. All right, I'd love to hear them. Yeah, there you go. I like it. All right, what do you have, Eddie? All right, you guys. I have a question. What is the most valuable or nerve wracking thing that you have ever lost? Somebody obviously lost a ship. It was shipwreck. <laughs> I literally was gonna say a ship. Yeah. <laughs> I lost a ship a few years ago. Anybody lost anything that has ever like been like it still kind of irks at you? I lost yeah. six iPads. My, yeah. No. Yeah. I lost what? How did you lose six iPads? Was it at one time or was it no. just over time you just like litter them around I the have, country? I have one. I leave it on a plane <gasps> and then I get a new one and then somebody takes it and Damn. then I have a new one and then I left it at an event and then I get a new one and then somebody took it out of my car. Just and stop then buying I, iPads maybe. All right. So six iPads. Anybody That's why I got another? the really, really big one because I figured this one's too big to leave somewhere. Yeah. It's like leaving a computer around. I lost right. my phone at Cameron's Halloween party two years ago. Oh, did you ever get it back? No, it's somewhere out there. But oh. I, I, I have a new pen pal. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> It's really funny. <laughs> yeah, I got my laptop stolen. Yeah, a lot of technology got yeah. stolen. Yeah. A lot of technology. My mom lost two tickets to Disney like when we were kids, and oh. she still is bothered by that. And it was like in the day when it wasn't electronic, so it was like if you lost I, it, it's gone. Way back when uh, Batman and Robin came out in theaters, remember that one? Yes. Um, yeah, absolutely. The Val Kilmer one? Or <laughs> the, no, 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 uh, the George Clooney one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That was terrible. The bat, yeah the, Taco Bell the was terrible. doing, they were doing a promotion that you could win a Batmobile. Yeah. Uh, you, but you, it was like the peel-off Monopoly type thing, but yeah. a Taco Bell yeah, version. Yeah, yeah. And uh, my mom like went and threw trash away, and she's like, "Oh no, I just threw away a winning ticket to the Batmobile." No, but she said it as a joke. But I kid you not. So I was probably eight for ten years until Aww. I was eighteen. I thought, she, and I had told all my friends, like, "Oh yeah, that this one time Aww. my mom threw." So let me ask you this: is is the thing that you were upset you lost not the Batmobile, but trust in your own mother? <laughs> well, I didn't realize that till I was eighteen, and I asked her about it. I was like, "Does it still irk you that you threw that Batmobile ticket away?" And she was like, "What are you talking about?" I was like, "You know, like ten years ago we were in Taco Bell and you threw the." She's like, "Jeremiah, if I had just thrown a ticket away for a Batmobile, I probably could have just reached in the trash can and pulled it out." That you, I mean, we already know. Jeremiah, you're not above dumpster diving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would take a lot more it, than being that, in the garbage. That incident actually sparked the family tradition yeah. of dumpster yeah. diving. Yeah, yeah. everybody. We're all reenacting the, the day we looked for the Batman yeah. Batmobile ticket. Yeah. Jess, I don't so. want to put you on the spot. Did you? But did you have anything? I thought you'd started to talk. You know what? I okay. I do have. I lost a laptop in college, but I didn't lose it. I know where it went. It someone. It was stolen by an employee, like a like a, a, a maintenance person in the dorms. And this is a big regret that I have. Yeah. That. I came back from like a spring break and my dorm room door was locked. So it had to be someone unlocking the door, going in, taking the laptop. But guess what I found in there? What? A set of car keys. No. And here was a huge mistake. I would have gone out to the parking lot and just gone car to car to car. That's what he did. Thank you. Thank you. Here was the huge mistake. I went to campus. I, I, this is where a distrust (laughs) and authority and, and, and my and my my passion for vigilante justice. Vigilante you know, justice. This, this, this fan the flames because I went to the campus police. I'm like, listen, guys. Listen. I know we're, I know you guys are hot on this stolen laptop beat that <laughs> I it. brought to you. I brought you the clue of a lifetime here. <laughs> car keys. It belongs to someone who's who's at. There's a car in the parking lot that has no keys to it. I will assist in the investigation. And they're like, no, we'll take the keys. We'll we'll take it from here. I never heard back. I went to go get the keys back because I'm like, look, if you're not doing it, I'm going to do it. They wouldn't give them to me. I would have, in hindsight, found the car, 
driven it away and left a note in the parking lot and said, you'll get the car back when I get the laptop back. Here's where it'll reach me. Hashtag you burnt. Well, the Kuala Lumpur airport has put an ad in the paper asking that anyone who has any information on the three Boeing 747s that are parked at their airport that they have absolutely no idea who owns them or why they're there if the three people would come or the people would come and pick up their three airplanes because they're in the way. So listen, it says if you fail to... Whoever drove the blue Boeing 747, please (laughs) move it. So like iPad I get, right? It's like the size of a magazine. It slips in the little pocket of the airplane. You're out of there. You're in a hustle to leave. Right. Even something, you know, a laptop I get, even maybe a car, like you could just see losing it. Well, I'm, tr- a movie Small, once. I'm trying to give airport, anybody the benefit of the doubt, but three Boeing 747s seems a little crazy. The ad says, if you fail to collect the aircraft within 14 days of the date of notice, we reserve the right to sell or otherwise dispose of the aircraft, which, I mean, there's so many questions. What do you do with an aircraft? I mean, there's not a key to it, is there? How do you just turn on a plane? I think there is a key. There's a, there's like a, a key. jet, like there's a big a key. jet. I like think there'd be a key. Aren't those like the airline? That's airline stuff. That's not like personal plane. No, these are big. Yeah, seven forty. They're big planes. Yeah, they're big they're pa- like passenger, passenger planes. planes. Is there anybody that we could ask real quick about what? I Bob? mean, I've taken piloting lessons, and there's a key involved. Yeah, but that's like a you've taken on like a Cessna. But but, but is the is it isn't the 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 how to start a the plane a like the least of the concerns here? Like I'm sure they can, if they get a key, there's a locksmith or there's a way to start the plane. But but yeah, how did they get there? Like. How do people accidentally leave airplanes? I thought like I thought like every plane that lands at an airport is kind of like, tracked and yeah, like catalog. radar yeah. And, yeah. and like there has to be a flight manifesto to know where it came from. Uh-huh. So they have to ask there permission were to land. there yeah. are tail numbers of which they've released the tail numbers as well. It once belonged to the leasing company Air uh, at uh, Air Atlanta Icelandic which apparently is an airline, but the Icelandic Icelandic firm says that it sold them those planes many, many years ago, and what they think has happened is that they sold them, and it's changed hands many, many times, and basically just paper and deeds have gotten sold so many times that it's essentially just gotten lost in the shuffle, and these three airplanes just... Because a part of some fleet or something that got sold. There's no, like, logo on the side of it or anything? No, there's no logo on the side of it. Why? Yeah, and then, so it's probably some chic or something. He's yeah. just like has some forty sevens. Eddie, you know what the weirdest part about this is? They went through. I heard. Did you read this? I don't know if this is in the news story. They went through the the airplane, yeah. and they found in the back pocket they found six missing iPads. <laughs> <laughs> Super weird. So I guess this is just kind of a PSA to anybody listening. If anybody has gone, yeah. you know, and anybody with the sound of our voice has, you know, lost an airplane. Uh, it may very well be in Kuala Lumpur. I love it. So just a heads up. <laughs> and that? I uh, texted my friend who is a commercial airline pilot, okay. and he's typing right now a, a response bubble, to our question. So we're going to find out if it has keys, how you turn on a plane. Is it like a golf cart key where like one key fits it's every a super key? Com- it's a super complicated. I have, yeah. a, I have a feeling it's a code. I think you type go I in and you so. type it's a thing on a keypad. Code. Yeah, that's I, what think I think there's a code too. After you turn the key to turn on the power, <laughs> I think you go boom and then it lights up. I think it's just a bunch of levers and switches. I think you just pop, 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 all the switches on order of levers and switches. I think it's that too. I don't think there's anything that's like oh you got to have the key to. I think, I think there's a key. But but camera but camera. Do you know why I don't think it's a key? Because right now, the guy that lost those planes would just be wandering around the tarmac going, boop, 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 where are they? Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> All right, well, that'll do it for uh, Slices. Stay tuned. Up next, Rich Wilkerson Jr.
for the first and only time you're going to hear me say these words, you're listening to Hanson. <laughs> the song is Merry Christmas, baby. The 90s are in full effect here yeah, on the yeah. show this week. And it is good. Yeah, it is great. This week's feature interview is brought to you by Warby Parker. Glasses should not cost as much as an iPhone. That's no, that's what I think. An iPhone shouldn't cost as much as an iPhone. Uh, <laughs> Warby Parker, their prescription glasses start at just ninety five bucks, including the prescription lenses. Their titanium collection starts at one hundred forty five dollars, also including the prescription they lenses. They made of titanium. They're made of premium Japanese titanium oh. and oh. French non rocking screws. That's like what they made Wolverine's claws out of. No, it's it, crazy. No, it's not. All the glasses <laughs> include anti reflective and anti glare coating for all the of you who are like. You know, on TV and stuff. Sure. It's really important. You don't want that glare. Nope. It's no additional cost for that stuff. You get a hard case, a cleaning cloth, and like no additional cost all the way around. It's a fantastic company. Uh, They also make buying glasses online easy and risk free. They have a home try on program which allows customers to order five pairs of glasses to be shipped directly to them. You can try them on, comfort of your own home, get feedback from friends, family, take pictures, Snapchat it, do whatever. See if Pharrell likes them. Yeah. Users can keep the frames for five days before sending them back for free using the prepaid return Crazy. Uh, shipping label. And that means you label. can wear them a full day to see like comfort and everything. Well, you don't wear them a full day if you need them to see. They don't well, have prescription true. lenses. In them. <laughs> Just wear your others one under them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then when you place an order for prescription glasses, uh, they get started on them right away and have them in your hands within 10 business days uh, and usually faster than that. And I will attest to that because a few months ago I bought a pair for Cohen and mm-hmm. I mean it was like less than a week they were in our hands and it was awesome I got him the clear framed uh-huh. uh, Crosby frames yeah. and they're yeah. clear he picked them out he was wanting them we did the home try on thing he loved them and uh, I got them and then when we got them um, they were a little bit loose for him because they're yeah. adults, adult lenses you know well a couple days later we were going out to California and so I brought them with us because there's Warby Parker stores and mm-hmm. so we popped into the one in Santa Monica they adjusted it for free obviously oh, and cool. it fits them perfect and I was wanting them I was, I was like well, you should wear these now. Just get used to them, you know? And so that day, he wasn't sure about wearing them because he was used to his other glasses, you know? Yeah, yeah. But he did. And that's the afternoon we went to The Voice. And oh. and when he meets Pharrell, his hero, Pharrell's like, dude, your glasses are so cool. That's and now he's awesome. never taken them off. has like literally yeah. puffed up to so much pride and he won't wear his other glasses yeah. anymore. <laughs> he loves these Warby Parkers. He's got lifetime frames now. Basically. That's all he's <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, you, you, there, there's... You can maybe name on one hand people cooler than Pharrell to get affirmation about glasses from. Yeah. And you said they're adult size, right? That doesn't, that he can wear them forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah pretty much. No, I, he's going to be a large human when he gets bigger. <laughs> so I think he'll outgrow them. Um, but what's funny is like he gets comments on these Warbies everywhere we go. I'm not everywhere we go. People are like, you have the coolest glasses, bud. And uh, to, to the point that two of people on our staff asked me specifically what frame it was because <laughs> they're going to warbyparker.com to get those and glasses. And one of them told me that she did that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she was a little more. And the other one, asked you not to say it on the air because I'm really embarrassed about it. Uh, Right now, you can uh, head over to warbyparker.com slash relevant to order your home try-on pair today. Uh, And it's free shipping all around. You've got to go check it out. Rich Wilkerson Jr. is a pastor and writer. Uh, He first made headlines last May after officiating Kim Kardashian and Kanye West's wedding. After the wedding, Kanye designed the cover of Rich's book, uh, Sandcastle Kings, which is out now. And now the 31-year-old pastor and his wife have uh, their very own reality show called Rich in Faith on Mm. the Oxygen Network. Uh, It followed them as they started uh, the process of launching their church in Miami. Uh, Rich was a youth pastor at his dad's church in Miami and then uh, just recently launched his own 
Island Church. That's what the show is about, which is really cool. Uh, there's a feature on him in the new issue of Relevant, which is great. And uh, our very own Dargan Thompson recently spoke to him again for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Here is Rich Wilkerson Jr. So I know your uh, your show Rich in Faith premiered this week. Um, could you tell me a little bit about your experience making the show? Yeah, it was um, a really really cool time. We uh, we taped for about three months um, this uh, this past year, and uh, it kind of really kind of follows the journey of us starting a brand new church in uh, the downtown Miami area, and then it also follows. Uh, the life and the marriage of my wife and I and our family. And uh, I just think the heart behind the whole show is to obviously entertain people. You got to do that with television, but I really think it's to encourage people to bring some positivity to a space that oftentimes is known for negativity. I mean, when people think about reality TV, they tend to think about tables being flipped over and people crying and people getting mad at one another. And uh, I think the show seeks to do the opposite of that. And um, I think this show seeks to plant a seed of faith for a lot of people to encourage people that in the tough times that we're living in right now, that there is a God who is for them. There's a God that loves them. And um, I've just been so excited by all the response that we've been getting. And I'm just praying that this show uh, reaches a lot of people. Yeah. What kind of feedback have you heard or seen so far? From, from my angle, I mean, just so many cool, positive stories, just, you know, on the places like social media and tweets of that nature, just so many cool things coming in about people being encouraged by it, just liking it, going, this is, uh, this is, this TV's fun, it's entertaining, but it's also got a positive message and uh, they're enjoying it. So that's what we're hoping for. Then I also wanted to talk to you about uh, your book that you had come out recently, Sandcastle Kings. Um, yeah. What made you want to write this book? Yeah, this book, um, I think, is uh, the oldest message, you know, there is. It's the gospel message. It's the story of, of Jesus, and um, that's kind of the message I've been preaching for the last eight years, and I I just think it's the most beautiful message, the gospel, the good news, that Jesus came and took everything that we deserve so that we can get everything that He deserves. It's just it's beautiful, and so we used um, one chapter, Luke chapter 7, there's four different stories. And uh, each one of the stories in the book plays as a section in the book. And uh, Sandcastle Kings, I guess as an analogy, if you will, comes from the parable Jesus talked about a wise man who built his house on the rock and the foolish man who built his house in the sand. And when the storm came, the wise man's house stood strong. And I think what is intriguing to me about that story is that both the wise man and the foolish man had to face the storm, meaning wisdom doesn't prevent storms. In, In life, you can't prevent storms, but you can prepare for them. And the way you prepare for them is by building your life on the solid rock, by having a firm foundation. And uh, Jesus claims to be that foundation. He doesn't promise us a problem-free life, but he promises us um, that no matter what the storm is, no matter what the obstacle is, he'll walk with us. And so in the midst of a storm, we bend, but we don't have to break if we're built our lives upon Jesus. And so the book says, hey, there's a lot of people out in this world, and I'm, I'm including myself in this you know, statement that, man, if we're not careful, all we do is build sandcastle lives and call ourselves kings of them. And a sandcastle looks nice on the outside and you can decorate it and you can make it look great, but we all know that whether rain falls or the tide comes in or a football gets thrown, the sandcastle, it always collapses. And so uh, a lot of different things that we tend to build our lives on. Some of those things are good things, 
but uh, a good thing becomes a bad thing whenever you make it the foundational thing. I believe if Jesus is who he said he is, he's got to be the firm foundation of your life. And when he is, you're going to go through stuff, but you can uh, rest assured that he's going to walk with you and that you can stand and you can make it through the trial. Um, what kind of sandcastles, if you will, or wrong things do you see people building their lives on? Yeah, well, in the book, we use, we kind of have four common castles, and I think these common castles, you know, there's so many things underneath them that fall into them, but the first story in Luke chapter 7 is the story of the faith of the centurion, and um, a Roman centurion is a guy who's got, you know, a lot of people working underneath him, a lot of soldiers underneath him, and the Bible says that he's got a servant who's in need, and so... Uh, the Jewish leaders come to Jesus and they say, hey, this guy deserves for you to do this miracle. And I think the first castle that we tend to build is just the sandcastle of self, that we make ourselves the God, that we think if we're good enough, if we do all this stuff, we have the right title, the right job, if we look a certain way, if we have enough money, um, then somehow we're going to be satisfied, we're going to be okay. But what we find out is that there is no amount of money and there is no job title and there is no um, position in life or status that can pre prevent uh, things from happening that we can't control. We, we can't be the gods of our own life. And so I think a lot of people put their trust in themselves. That's a, that's a key castle that I tend to build on lots of times. And the other sand castle is this next story is the woman, uh, the widow at Nain, that her husband's dead, her only son is dead. And, you know, she's kind of lost all hope. And I think uh, a common castle a lot of people tend to build on is other people. We think that other people can solve our problems. And so whether that's us making our spouse our God or us putting all of our trust into our kids to live out our dreams or if that's a boss that we're looking for approval, if that's a pastor that we want to win his affection, I don't know, just other people. We think other people can complete us, but people can't complete us. At best, they compliment us. And I love my wife. She's amazing, but she makes a terrible God. She just can't do it. And whenever I put her in that position, uh, I'm only going to hurt her and myself. And so um, Jesus is the only thing that completes. He's the only thing that satisfies. Um, I think the common castle of religion, <laughs> that's the third story, John the Baptist in prison doubting Jesus. And uh, he's, it's a very, very interesting story because you always see John the Baptist as this strong, you know, revival preacher. But in this glimpse we see in Luke 7, he's, he's doubting Jesus. And it's because he ended up in a prison. He did the right thing and it led to the wrong place. And religion is this whole idea that if I do enough good things, then God will owe me. But if I do enough bad things, God's going to reject me. And Jesus didn't come to institute a religion. He came to establish a relationship. And a relationship is based upon trusting him in the good, the bad, even the ugly. And so I think religion is one of those things that so many people build their life on and they don't even realize that they're doing it. And then I think the last story is the one with the alabaster box that most theologians would say that she was a prostitute. And so she represents the same castle of the world, you know, sex, drugs, rock and roll, the, the sense of immediate gratification, the sense of let me get what I want right now, whatever feels good, I do it. And um, at some point in her life, she made some choices that she kind of gave up on her dreams. And so Jesus comes in Luke 7, and it's a beautiful story because uh, he knows this woman is a prostitute, but he allows her to wash his feet with her tears, and she anoints him with her perfume and her oil. And it's just this beautiful picture of God's grace. And Jesus tells the story at the end. He says, two guys owed money. One guy had a bigger debt, one guy had a smaller debt. The money lender forgave both debts. Which guy's going to love him more? And the Pharisee answered, 
the guy, I suppose, with the bigger debt. And Jesus says, you judge correctly. Those who've been forgiven little love little, but those who've been forgiven much love much. And so the book really is about total forgiveness. That when we realize all that Christ did, that doesn't lead to us running away from him. It leads us to running towards him. He forgave our debt. And so we love him for it. So I think those sandcastles, you know, are big, broad strokes that underneath it, you know, we see all of the, uh, the symptoms and the byproducts of lives that, that are built on a, um, not on a firm foundation, but on a shaky foundation of sand. You, you talk a lot about faith, and then you also have a chapter dealing with doubt. How do you encourage people that are really struggling with doubt to work through that? Yeah, I think to be honest with it, you know what I mean? I think, um, I think to be honest with it, I think that when we get vulnerable with God, God shows up. When we get honest with God, which really means getting honest with ourselves, God knows everything. But when we're honest enough with ourselves, that's where I think God shows up and does some of his finest work. And I think this religious mindset would tell us, you know, just fake it till you make it. And I just don't believe that's who we have to be. I think that faith can have tears. I think faith um, can be scared. I think that faith can crawl at times. Uh, just the one thing about faith is it's just, it keeps moving. And I think if you've got a pulse, you've got a purpose, and it's okay to deal with doubt. It's okay to to be afraid. And I think as we're honest with God, the Bible says that He's close to the brokenhearted. And I think that He comes in in those moments, and it's beautiful. It's amazing. And I've just learned to be more honest with God, which means being more honest with myself. And sometimes, until I know where I'm at, it's hard for God to get me where I need to be. And so I need to, I think, I think more people just need to be vulnerable with that and say, Lord, can you help me out with that? And I think once again, practicals, you know, getting around the right people, getting people that are, they're challenging you and watching and looking and being intentional about discovering the miracles that are happening all around us. Cause it does build our faith. And I try really hard to be around people and I try really hard to take every moment to celebrate the good things that are happening and talk about it, testify about it and, and celebrate it. And so I think all those things help build our faith because there's comes moments when, when it seems like you're in a storm and it's a lot easier to doubt in the storm um, than it is to have faith in it. What do you kind of hope people take away both from the book and from the new show? I think in all of these things, I mean, I use the word encouragement a lot because I just, I know how much I need encouragement on a day to day. And I just, I think it's one of those kind of words like it sounds like so cliche, but I think it's so powerful. Like I'm always reminded like some of the things that we get accomplished and like going, do you know how much encouragement it took just to get that one thing done? And I think so many people are drained in that area. And so I think on both these fronts, I'm just hoping that people get encouraged. I hope people... You know, maybe that are that are far from God, that they don't, maybe they don't even believe. Maybe it's a seed that they start to ask some good questions. They start to think a little bit deeper. I pray for people that are committed to God and in the battle, in the fight, that they would go, man, I can exhale a little bit. And God is for me. <laughs> and God hasn't failed anybody. He's not going to start with me. And I know it's crazy times we're living in, but Jesus still is our message. Jesus still is the center of all this stuff. And you can have fun and be a Christian and you can laugh and you can have joy in the midst of struggle and challenges. And uh, yeah, I, just, I really, really hope that. I really hope that people watch and get encouraged and maybe start asking deeper questions and just plant a seed in somebody's life. 
That was Rich Wilkerson Jr. Make sure to follow him on Twitter at Rich Wilkerson Jr. Up next, we have a game. Everything's gonna be cool this Christmas. Everything's gonna be cool this Christmas. This episode of The Relevant Podcast is brought to you by Kalo, makers of the functional wedding ring for your active lifestyle. Kalo rings are made from hypoallergenic medical grade silicone, so they're always safe and comfortable. Kalo rings are perfect for surfers, crossfitters, rock climbers, police officers, firefighters, and anyone else who is tired of going without their metal wedding ring. Rings start at only $15.99, plus you'll get free shipping on all orders through Christmas, so they make great gifts for your active husband or wife. So go to Kalo.com, that's Q-A-L-O.com now, and use the promo code RELEVANT at checkout to get 15% off any purchase. Kalo, commitment is contagious. You're listening to Eels. The song is Everything is Going to Be Cool This Christmas. I, I, th- I wonder if it's like speaking affirmatively, like, you know, like last Christmas family stuff got, got kind of weird, but yeah, everything's sure. going to be cool this Christmas. But, yeah. Cameron, is this from the perspective of someone who made it weird last Christmas? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that's the thing. They texted everybody, hey, everything's going to be cool this Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I'm almost... not going to bring up politics this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uncle Bob is vaping in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really excited to read the lyrics of this song. Yeah, yeah. Eels. There you go. Uh, well, it's time for our game. It's a very special game. but uh, to... I love games. I haven't played games in forever. I know. That's right? what I was I mean, we to... play mind games with each other and just like <laughs> emotional manipulation. <laughs> right. But like but that's right. not as fun. A, a good old fashioned game. Yeah. yeah uh, but so it's Christmas season. So we have a sure. Christmas themed game, which Ho- we'll get to in a second. We call it holiday season. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we have a holiday themed game that we'll get to in a second. Uh, uh, we tweeted <laughs> this morning uh, to to uh, our at relevant podcast people and said, hey, if you want to play a game with us, let us know. And yeah. a whole bunch of you replied. And Jeremiah played favorites. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, Welcome to the show, Emily Grace, right? Yes, Emily, we knew each other. Great Grace 84. Yes. Hello, Emily Grace. Welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Um, Emily, are you like in school or do you work or just growing down making cookies? What do you do? (laughs) Yeah. Um, No, I'm out of school. I'm working and I just had the day off today. So What's your job? What's your Um, job? I have a couple jobs. I work for a landscape design firm. Sure. That's cool. Neat. Secretary, assistant guy. Can I get some advice for real? Because I have some dead bushes. I want to kind of rethink that area of the house. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) We can come down. We'll just come down, Cameron. We'll rip them out, put some new stuff in. No problem. Great. Can, can, I, can I tell you a true story real quick? I just got a new home, and I trimmed a couple bushes, mm-hmm. and I was informed recently yeah. that I may have killed two very large oh, yeah. Japanese maples, and that's probably a big problem. Yeah, too short. You did it too short, too late in the season, right? So here's here's what I just did with my lawn, because yeah. I got that pool put in, right? And, and uh, so I have to put in landscaping around it, and I haven't done it yet, and I'm a little too cheap to hire a company, so I'm doing it myself little by little. Yeah. But there was this one oak tree that we saved right at the end of the pool mm-hmm. and i and i didn't realize that it would shade things in a way that i did not enjoy and it's one of those oaks that drops leaves like non-stop all you, the time you got to get rid of that so here's what happened yeah. La, uh two two saturdays ago yeah i had a little pruning saw 
Oh yeah, I hacked that thing down. I took the entire tree down. You go to town. Yeah, I, you did. I, I just I did, and the thing and it fell over the fence, and then I kind of dragged it to my driveway. Incredibly difficult task by myself, mm-hmm. dragging an oak that tree. Is, that is really hard, man. And 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 chopped it up enough that then the lot the the people would take it away. That's the thing I would have done with you. They didn't take it away. And this yes. dead tree sat on my driveway for two weeks. They're the worst. I'm emailing the city. I'm like, got to take this thing. And uh, my neighbors are complaining. And I was like, that that guy on the block. And so finally, I, I struck a deal with the supervisor of the trash collection people. And uh, I told him I was going to burn Struck. it. I said, I said, if you don't pick it up this Monday, I'm going to burn it in my driveway. <laughs> and he said, all right, fine, we'll take it. Yeah. And, they, and they took it. Yeah. You, you know, the, you know, the mistake, this is. This is part of the reason I need a, a, a landscape specialist. I've just been making all sorts of bad decisions. Uh, like you, you know, shading your pool. I wanted to plant a briar patch around a holly bush. <laughs> and, and I just wasn't, I wasn't thinking until it was too late. I put it right at the end of the slip and slide run. <laughs> if, if I had the foresight or the expert knowledge, you know, I mean, that's probably what they teach you day one is, yeah. is, is how to position the slip inside zone, yeah. uh, you know, uh, in relation to plant life. But Emily, you know. um, <laughs> before you got on the air, uh, you told us you were making some cookies and oh, I have yeah. literally heard nothing since then. What <laughs> is the situation with those? And well, can you send some to, to Florida? Today, so far, I've made um, sugar cookies like the like roll them up in a log kind. But I spent sure. the past three days making cookies, so I kind of have a big situation going on with what? cookies. Why so That's many cookies? That's a good situation to have. <laughs> so, three days. I'm not complaining. It's Why are you good. making so many cookies? I felt like it. Yeah. That's a great Do you trend. have a lot of friends, or are you disposing of them? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just ingesting them all. Like, as they come out of the oven, just eat them all. Are, are you at the point where you're going to threaten to burn them in your driveway if people won't come and eat these <laughs> <Exactly>. cookies? <laughs> I will light a bonfire. All right, well, we have a very special holiday-themed game. It is called Holly Jolly Quizmas. It's a Holly Jolly Quizmas, and you've got a lot to prove. Oh, by golly, you don't want to challenge <laughs> I love these jingles, but yeah, I have to say, they're really good. Uh, You're on point today. Normally, Tiffany's been our, our quiz master, but this is a very special one that Jesse has cooked up for. Yeah. And, um, and Emily, I gotta say, we were buddies before this, but now that I just realized we're playing each other because yeah. I heard my name in the jingle, yeah. yeah, I gotta tell you, you are my mortal enemy. <laughs> and, and I will say this: that the best part of the game was not written by me, which is the title "Quizmas," which is all Tiffany. Yeah, Thank you. that yes. was really great. We yesterday we were like, I. I I emailed Jeremiah. I was like, hey, have you guys come up with a name for the game? We need a jingle. I just, just FYI. He's like, I'm on it. Tiffany's helping me think up a, a name. And I was like, and so I started in the hall. I was like, how are you coming on that name? And she's like, I, 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 I she, she was like, just panic. Like she was, <laughs> she was pale. She was sweaty. And she was like, just couldn't come up with something. Mm-hmm. And, and, and well, she said, draft one, draft one, though. She, draft was, one. Was, uh, I, Chris must ask you a few questions. That's the worst. <laughs> and, 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 and I just looked at her and said, oh, you know, I, I get okay. It. Okay, let's work. And I said, I like it. And I, like I said, it. no, you don't. And, then, <laughs> and I said, I think you can do better. It's like Lauren and Michaels. So she went back. You know. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then about about 45 minutes later, she just goes running down the hall, like right past my <laughs> office and like yelling, I got one and whatever. She works way in the front of the building. I work in the back. I'm sitting in my back office and this is what I hear. 
<laughs> Quizmas. <laughs> it's Christmas. The name That's of the game. It's Quizmas. Quizmas. <laughs> That's what it has to be. That was it all along. Yeah, I was afraid I was going to forget it, and in the heat of the moment, did not think to write it down or text it. See, kids, kids, this uh, Tiffany is an example to us all, though. You yeah. push through. You don't settle for no. second best. You push through till you hit the pinnacle. You find you your own know Quizmas. The yeah, the you, yeah. There you go. All right, take it away, Jesse. I'm going to make this a little interesting, if I may. Emily, are you willing to do a little wager on this? Oh, dear. If, sure. If, you want okay, cookies? but no, why don't you not say... Yes. If I win, <laughs> you send me cookies. If you win, I'll send you, like, relevant stuff. Yeah, I'll send you cookies for relevant if, stuff. If, for, if, but, yeah, yeah, if he wins. Okay. So All the right. stakes suddenly just got interesting. <laughs> this is, I am sweating. I am sweating. <laughs> uh, so, so basically, how, how this game is played is pretty simple. I asked you a pop culture Christmas-related question. You get a multiple choice uh, a selection of answers. You get it right. You get a point. It's that simple. Uh, I will say, uh, Cameron is the scorekeeper. The scoring is very much in flux. Yeah, yeah. not everything is worth one. It's worth w- w- feeling whatever. Yeah, it, it's, like. a, it's, it's a gut feeling. call, and it's made in the moment. Right. Okay. So, in arguably his most offensive moment, <laughs> what did Eddie the, say? Did, no, you know, I, I take it back. Indefinitely, his most offensive moment in season in the season six Office Christmas get, uh, uh, special. Michael Scott is so outraged with which coworker who is now portraying Santa at the Christmas party that he decides to dress as someone else. Cameron, can we play the clip as a hint? Behold, Jesus Christ, and I bring to you glad Christmas tidings. I want to remind everyone the true meaning of Christmas. Those of you who wish to join me, that's great. I am excited by that. And those of you who don't, I forgive you. But I never forget. Wow, Michael. <laughs> Michael Scott is so outraged with which coworker who is now portraying Santa at the Christmas party that he decides to dress as someone else. Mm. Is it Stanley, Phyllis, Dwight, or Andy? Stanley, Phyllis, Dwight, or Andy? Mm. <laughs> Sorry. I'm Dwight. I'll just go with it. The correct answer was Phyllis. <laughs> no. Phyllis, I never would Emily, have I would have picked Dwight as well. Okay, em- em- Emily, it looks like at this point, Eddie's going to be receiving a batch of Christmas cookies. But I have faith <laughs> that you can turn this it around. It does look like that. Okay, all right, Eddie. Which of the following is not the actual name of a Christmas horror movie? Oh, you know I don't like scary movies. <laughs> <laughs> Only one of these is made up. Is it Santa's sleigh? S-L-A-Y. Oh. Nice. <laughs> Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part 5. Oh. Rudolph's Revenge. Yeah, nice. <laughs> to All a Good Night. Yes. Or Santa Claus. And that's spelled C-L-A-W-S, no. as in Claus. Oh. <laughs> Only one of those is not a real Christmas horror movie. Gosh, that is really hard. I'm going to go with Silent Night, Deadly Night 5. I'm sorry, the correct answer is Rudolph's Revenge. Wow. There are actually five. <laughs> wow. I can't believe that. So Emily and I are tied at this point yep. with nothing. Yep. Zero to zero. <laughs> All right, Emily, here's your chance to take the lead. Come on, Emily. Deep in the verses of which famous Christmas carol, does a man, uh, does it take a dark twist when a man takes a spill on the ice, injures his back, only to be laughed at as a sleigh rider who offers no help. The line says, I went out on the snow, and on my back I fell. A gent was riding by. He laughed. (laughs) There I lie sprawling but quickly drove away. Which demented Christmas carol is that? Is it rocking around the Christmas tree, deck the halls, jingle bells, or I heard the bells on Christmas Day? Jingle bells. 
And Emily, congratulations! You have just taken the plunge. <laughs> nice. I, I, I'd like it to be hey. known. I'd like it to be known that usually the dings and claps are put in in post, but Cameron's no, running them. Do it live. Cameron's yeah. running them live right now, which is why it sounds here's like. Here's the deal. I don't have an answer key, so I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> so really, Cameron's, Cameron's just playing so- along. This is two games going on at once. <laughs> so, so Cameron, every when I'm looking at him, I th- you ever watch like the like uh, the a football game on Thanksgiving Day, and they cut away to the guy in the control room that has to work, and they're giving him like a little shout out, and he's dancing around the trailer. That's how Cameron. Is right now, but it's one of his. Uh, it's his seventh iPad right now. That <laughs> That'll make sense later when you listen back to the show. <laughs> all right, uh, all right. Who, sorry, is it Eddie? Is it your turn? It is my turn. Okay, this this one you've got to know, and we're, we're going to play an audio hint for you uh, in this one as well. Hulk Hogan once starred in a Christmas movie Ooh, yeah, that now brother. has a very very generous. 22% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I'm going to ask you what the Christmas movie was called after you hear this 30-second clip. Now, this confused bad boy is Santa, like you've never seen him before. A bearded basher of bad guys. Yeah! A hero with a silly yeah. A Robin Hood in red. Who were those guys, anyway? Oh, they were from Mr. Frost. He's been clearing out the whole neighborhood, and no one knows why. And he's got three days to foil a band of evil scientists. Assemble the team. We're taking the orphanage. Wait till Santa hears about this. He'll kick your butt to New Year's. (laughs) Gosh, that is terrible. I I love that the villain's plot is to take the orphanage on Christmas Eve. Yeah, Always the orphanage. Yeah, it's it's always the orphanage targeted. All right, so so this was a real film starring Hulk Hogan. All right, Eddie, here are your choices. You have to name what the film was called. Okay. Is it a very Hulkster Christmas? <laughs> nice. uh, maybe it makes sense. Merry Christmas, brother. Oh, good that was a pretty good impression. That was me, not an audio clip of Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping Cameron on his toes. <laughs> was that an audio clip? <laughs> or is it Santa with muscles? <laughs> oh, oh, nice. Santa saves the day or mm. super, super Santa? With muscles. <laughs> Oh man, there is like nothing in that that at all like stands out that would make any sense. I don't know. Santa saves a day. Seems like the one you did. God, what's well, exactly guessing. right? The correct answer is Santa with muscles. Cameron yeah. do this. <laughs> Good job, man, Cameron. that makes me so mad. <laughs> Cameron, did you actually know that one? Because you chewed up the buzzer pretty quickly. Yeah, because you wrote it. That was the clip name. Holly Jolly Quizmas oh. Santa with muscles. Nice. That was yeah. the cl- so, so Emily's still in the lead. Yeah. She is Man. one Shockingly. nothing. Yeah. One nothing. This next round is worth four points. Four That's points. right. We are entering the Home Alone round. Oh no! <laughs> all right. So, so this is uh, uh, the, we're now entering the Home Alone questions, where uh, all the questions will be Home Alone related. Watched it last night, which I've never seen. No, <gasps> and Emily's never, never seen, seen it. It's it on loud when it came out, and like if I don't see something, if I didn't see it in my childhood, right? I don't really watch. That's it. That's exactly right. That's right. That's what you I'm having. You have never seen Home Alone. Like maybe bits and pieces here and there because it is a classic it and it's kind do you of have, like... Uh, do you have my dad's HBO Go password? Because <laughs> <laughs> if you did, you could watch it last night. Okay. I'll go get last one. Last night only. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. I'm ready. All right. So the magazine this week recently asked an actual medical doctor to diagnose some of the physical injuries sustained to Harry and Marv. For example, mm-hmm. for one, he explained that the temperature of that doorknob is not quite hot enough to cause Harry's hand to burst into flames, but it wasn't that far off. 
Assuming Harry didn't lose his hand completely, he will certainly have other serious complications. Kevin has moved from defending his home into sheer malice, in my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Which is the best article idea ever, by the way. Really funny. Yeah, it's a real miss. Considering the violence depicted in the movie, what was the original theatrical release of Home Alone rated? Okay, so it was... I'm going to go with... It was... Would have been either PG or PG thirteen, and Emily, just go with your spirit. <laughs> My spirit's muddled. <laughs> oh, okay, let's pause wanna, real you quick. You want to talk about that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Prayer circle, yeah. Yeah. Fast. Who hurt you? Circle uh-huh. of prayer warriors. <laughs> when did it come out? In like ninety two. Ish. Roughly. Ish. Yeah. yeah. You were eight. You were the exact target demographic for this film. You were literally Macaulay Culkin's yeah. age. I Kevin think. was eight in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. You were you were the age of the protagonist in the film. Yeah, so why oh. why wouldn't you have been allowed? What would it have been rated for you to not be allowed? Right. Ooh. That's what I'm trying to think. I think it was probably PG. Final answer? Final answer. Yeah, you got it. PG. Very nice. Well, well she's done. up by two. Uh five. Five. I that that's four right. point. Everything's four point round. Four points, I see. Yeah. Eddie, how familiar are you with the Home Alone movies? I mean, who watched it last night? I watched Home Alone one last night. I got a little sleep sleep at the end, <laughs> so I missed a couple minutes of the closing. Guess what? Uh, they came home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 His parents ended up coming home. Yeah. Eddie, you know, you may have an advantage on this one because I'm going to play just a scream from one of the films. Just a scream. Just a scream, and, and then you're going to get a multiple choice of what sort of sadistic torture Kevin had, had just inflicted on the home invaders based on the scream. Cameron, can you play the scream, please? Okay. So this is from, the whole, this is from Home Alone 1 or 2. Oh. Was that scream Marv stepping on a large nail? Okay. Harry grabbing a red-hot doorknob. Okay. Marv getting attacked by New York pigeons. Or Harry getting his scalp scalded with a blowtorch. That's a pretty intense one, that last one. <laughs> I don't feel like it would be the doorknob. Stepping on the nail. I'll go stepping on the nail. Oh. <laughs> oh, Deepka, this is the Home Alone 2, getting attacked by the New York Pigeons. Oh. <laughs> you can hear their little wingies. I once. Oh, <laughs> I felt like I could hear trains. <laughs> I, w- I, once let out, I once let out a shriek that high. Uh, I, was, yeah. I was in the ocean and a little crab pinched my foot under, yeah. the, under, the, under the water. Yeah, I got attacked by seagulls. That's really scary. Yeah. I mean, it, oh, just, yes, it, it hurt. I didn't know what was going on. It was dark water. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it literally could be. It, it could be a, a shark just getting a little taste test. <laughs> just a little, just <laughs> little nibble, nibble. Just yeah. One time, I thought I saw a snake on the other side of the yard. And, <laughs> <laughs> were you trying to remove a stump and just, just called a realtor? Yeah, yeah. yeah. you, you got to get out of there. <laughs> I burned the house down <laughs> <laughs> immediately in protest with the city. Uh, emails you were sending back and forth. So the like, animal control should take it. There should not be snakes in my yard. I called the city and informed them I was burning the house down. <laughs> At this point, it's just a fool's errand because Emily is going to win, but we got to finish the game, right? Yeah. All right, yeah. Emily, in this scene, after knocking Harry unconscious, hold on, Kevin hold on. is able to... Oh, we're hot, in a new round. Hot update. Hot. This round, these questions, 19 points each. Emily. 19? Anyone's games. Emily. Anyone's wow. game. You can take a commanding yeah. lead at this point. It's 5 nothing. Anyone's game. So, so this is the final Home Alone question. Kevin is able to escape Marv's grasp by placing a live creature directly on his face. <laughs> Don't worry, we have a hint in the form of a scream. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I kind of feel like that gave it away. That made it easy. <laughs> Especially if you've never seen the film. Right. Was re- it a snake, a tarantula, a scorpion, or a snapping turtle? Tarantula. Yes. 
Oh know. man, uh, Emily wins twenty-four to nothing. But you can maybe draw within uh, night, you know five points. Here we go. Right, let's ask Eddie. Second place is a first loser. Yeah, no, that's, no fear. that's true. No, this is like that ninth inning situation in baseball. Like, there's yeah. no way you can win. Emily uh, wins the game. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> 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 All right. All right. That was. Oh, that's it. Thanks for uh, coming on the show and, and uh, embarrassing Eddie, uh, Emily Eddie. Grace. Uh, Emily, you're awesome. I hope you, I hope you have a nice Christmas. Keep up with Thanks, the cookies. Guys. It was nice and fun hanging out. You're doing the Lord's yeah, work up too. there. <laughs> Stay tuned. Up next, feedback. You're listening to Boys to Men oh, with yeah. the best yep. Christmas album of all time. Close let your it eyes. let it snow. Make a wish. <laughs> Lots of September babies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let his joke that happened up there. It's fine. It's fine. It's uh, open source. I, I, that's totally appropriate. People, obviously, it's married couples listening to that album, Cameron. That's no big deal. <laughs> right. It's the most. Na- it's the first command. Basically, any <laughs> any <laughs> Christian child born in the month of September after 1992, oh, yeah. we can just assume boys to men had a hand in it. Yeah, yep. Luther Vandross Christmas. <laughs> mm. <laughs> All right, uh, it's time for your feedback question of the week. And I have to stuff. tell you, I oh. have to go. I have to go catch an airplane. Okay, I have to go to work. I do have an update before I scoot out for feedback, though, on oh. the airplane. Oh. A pilot who is a commercial pilot for, I believe, Allegiant said, "Oh, that's not a real airplane. No, but <laughs> it's a big airplane. Discount. Okay, okay. Yeah. big airplanes. Only small planes like Cessnas have keys and literally start just like your car. Jets, like the one I fly, have no key. Ah! You need a source Sorry. of power and air, usually from the airplane's own APU. Nobody knows what that is." It's etc or external power and air after that you hit start in the switch and it mixes into the engine and goes once the turbines start to spin we introduce fuel into the mix and bam you have yourself a contained fire burning in the engines and you're ready to turn that, that into noise and fly. Could, he, I, I appreciate the thorough answer but he could have just said no key <laughs> yeah there is no key but there's about eight steps that you'd have to really understand but it also makes me super scared because it's just like you could just go steal fire. a plane well a little bit but it's also like somebody's just like turning on fuel into a thing underneath you and then hitting a spark when they feel like it's all mixed up right? Yeah. Not cool. No. Um, Have fun on your flight. So, anyway, (laughs) gotta go, you guys. Have fun, Mr. President. (laughs) All right, well, it's time for corrections and apologies. It's not an apology. It's more of a clarification. It's never an Mm. apology. Last week, I said, just kind of off the cuff, this stat about Coldplay's album, if it sells like normal Coldplay album, and it was the highest selling ever. Sure. I was was remembering something I read in the upcoming issue of Relevant, and I kind of misremembered it. um, um, they've sold 80 million albums worldwide. The Beatles have sold 130 something just in the U.S. So they're nowhere near the Beatles. Right. I think what I read was like in the time span oh, of their career. Okay. In the last 15 years, they will have sold more in that time than any other artist or I something like that. And so I was just wrong. Just read it and relevant when it comes out. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't go read. I just know that I was. But I to clarify, 
we don't apologize. No. And we also still don't know what the real <laughs> but, but I'm just saying, when the magazine comes out, all will be revealed. Yes. Sure. Yeah. That's all you need to know. Yeah. By the Sweet magazine. plug World for the next. A really yeah. good cliffhanger. Yeah. yeah, a little cliffhanger. Yeah. Uh, all right. So it's time for your uh, feedback. Last week, our question of the week was pretty apropos to this week's discussion. Sure. There was, uh, we were talking about the Holy Land experience here in Orlando, and they added an awesome new attraction. It was a mini golf course mm-hmm. to the Holy Land experience. It's called Trinity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, no, it's not. Yeah, it is. And, no. uh, and so I was thinking, what other attractions did the Holy Land experience add, and what would they be named? You guys did not disappoint. You went over to uh, Twitter at Relevant Podcast, and you also uh, posted on the podcast episode page at RelevantMagazine.com. Here are a few of our favorites. Before before we get there, I just want to say I've told everyone about Jesse's idea for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego carts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that was the best That's one that really we great. came up with yeah. last year. We'll see if anyone can top that. These are pretty good. That yeah, we have th- these are pretty good. On, on Twitter, there's a number of uh, great ideas. <laughs> the, of course, there's a Song of Solomon karaoke bar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jordan, nice. Jordan D. Hogan uh, on Twitter said, uh, bowling. Red Sea Splits uh, would be the name oh, of it. Nice. It's a bowling alley. <laughs> That's great. Um, the Gift Shop of the Magi. Oh. Um, and then he said, uh, he sent four of them. He said, a dinner restaurant near the exit of the park titled, wait for it, The Last Supper. Nice. I like that. Those well, are great. And then uh, he said, a labyrinth corn maze that takes exactly 40 years to complete. It's called The Wilderness. So <laughs> That was uh, uh, Josh Ryder with the Song of Solomon karaoke bar. Um <laughs> the, the Ryan said that the Holy Land Experience Water Park would be called Baptism Bay. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can see that. Beth Larder said, "Go tell it on the Space Mountain." Oh, go. Okay, very nice. Yes. We, we got some copyright <laughs> infringements there. <Yeah. laughs> this one doesn't have a name, but <laughs> I like the concept. <laughs> it's a roller coaster where you are Joseph Fleem Potiphar's wife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Peter S. <laughs> A dance like David Dance Dance Hall. Oh, <laughs> nice. oh yeah. Very okay. nice. A, a hall. restaurant that serves loaves and fishes. <laughs> yeah, like a little fish and chips spot. Yeah. Kind of yep. And a hotel yeah. that is always booked because there's no room at the end. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, Roscoe Jones on Twitter. The water to wine bar. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little... Uh, the after it's for after hours, yeah, obviously. Right, yeah. right, off campus too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ian McLaren said uh, the Holy Land experience should have an anti gravity chamber so people can practice floating away in the rapture. But it's not an anti gravity <laughs> chamber; it's one of those indoor skydiving places. Oh yeah, oh, we yeah. have one of those. I mean, that's boom. I mean, hook it up. Yeah. Uh, Thomas Lehman said on Twitter, "The Holy Land experience needs Jericho's tumbling wall. It's Disney's Tower of Terror <laughs> with two spies giving writers a chance to leave." <laughs> well, there's lots of great uh, suggestions. If you want to chime in, you can uh, post on the podcast episode page at the website. It's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Hey. Little inside baseball, a little behind the scenes. We, uh, with the magic of editing, sure. Right then, in that in that split second, you guys didn't know it was almost like, but time and space, you know, it's kind of like inception sort of thing happens. We talk for a few minutes about what the question of the week should be Mm. and then we stitch it together. Boom. There you go. We're going to get science Mike next on next week to explain (laughs) that. (laughs) One of the the ideas was uh, what has ever made you uh, make this noise? (laughs) 
<laughs> but uh, we decided, that was my vote. That was my vote. <laughs> that, we thought only, not too many of you um, uh, would have those specific Hopefully stories. Not. <laughs> but, um, yeah, not many of you have been bitten by crabs. It's actually quite startling. Uh, just let me let you know. In the murky water. Um, so no, I got us thinking. We enjoyed the theme, the Christian theme park stuff so much. Let's keep the good times going. Yeah, we got a whole other theme park to, to plan here. We got the Ark Encounter, the new theme park attached to the Creation yeah, Museum do. up in uh, Northern Kentucky, which is very, very far away from Southern Kentucky. Right. Um, it's all the way up there, and uh, they've got their big thing coming up, and, and and the big grand opening. And we want your ideas to make the grand opening spectacular. Not only the forty days and forty nights grand opening things that they should be doing to celebrate the opening of the the Ark Encounter, but also maybe phase two ride and, and attraction ideas, much like we asked you for the Holy Land experience. Yep. So we want to know your grand opening and new attraction ideas for the Ark Encounter in Northern Kentucky. Um, if they don't have uh, an area where you are on some sort of runaway mine car uh, <laughs> trying to get away from rock monsters, then I don't know where the, I don't know where the $90 million went. I think they should have extra points for budget ideas since we may have a budget issue yeah. with this theme park. That's true. Well, like corners to cut? What do you mean? Like, like their ideas don't cost that much money <laughs> oh, 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 okay. to produce. Okay, kind of DIY attraction yes. ideas. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, spoken like a true twenty-something <laughs> single girl <laughs> who spends time on Pinterest and, and microwaving pizza. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So if you want to uh, chime in, uh, hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast, or you can post your reply in the comment section on the episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Many thanks to our episode sponsors. Um, remember, if you go to bombas.com slash relevant, uh, you can get 20% off any size order now for uh, new customers mm-hmm. of uh, the best socks I've ever worn. Definitely. And if you go over to warbyparker.com slash relevant, you can uh, get your free home try-ons today. Uh, you choose five frames you like to try on. Mail They mail the frames to you. They send you the label to mail them back. You choose your favorite pair. They make your experience completely risk-free, and free shipping is all around. Visit warbyparker.com slash relevant to begin your free home try-on experience today. Thank you to our guest, Rich Wilkerson Jr., for joining us. You can follow him on Twitter at Rich Wilkerson Jr. Uh, and uh, his new show, Rich in Faith, is out now. It plays on Wednesday nights at 10, 9 central on the Oxygen Network. And his book, Sandcastle Kings, is out now. You can find out more at sandcastlekingsbook.com. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, the in-studio music performances, extracts, the anniversary show is all there, youtube.com slash relevant. Make sure to get the magazine. Right now, we're running a great gift offer. You can give Relevant as a gift all month long for only 12 bucks. It's nice. the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, it is. And uh, remember to go download A Very Relevant Christmas, Volume 5. It's two CDs. It's so totally good. free. Relevantmags.com. It's the drop section. You can just click right there. Our free gift to you. Great music, and the Quad City DJs is obviously on. on, on <laughs> obviously. Right. It's track a bonus one. track on this, too. Right. It's like one of those final tracks that's like quiet for 12 minutes, <laughs> and then it plays. Right. And yeah. that's at the end of every track, right? Sure. Yep. <laughs> How every song ends, right. Yeah. Really chops up the listening. You <laughs> <laughs> didn't really think it through. So. In my defense, that was Chad's idea, and she is the worst. She we were burying worst. Easter eggs all over that album. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, on that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Tiffany Brunson. I'm Jeremiah Dunlap. I'm Jesse Carey. Freddie Koffeltz. We'll see you next week.
Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Connect with us on Twitter, at Relevant Podcast, and get bonus material from this episode and more at the podcast section on relevantmagazine.com. And don't forget to check the magazine out. It's available on newsstands and at the iTunes App Store, or you can subscribe online at relevantmagazine.com slash subscribe. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been better good. You better be good for goodness sake. Tampering with the mail is evidently a federal crime.